They're still here. They're after us. They know we're still in here. They're after the place. They don't know why. They just remember. Remember that they want to be in here. What the hell are they? They're us, that's all. There's no more room in hell. What? Something my granddaddy used to tell us. You know Makumbo? Voodoo. Granddad was a priest in Trinidad. He used to tell us, when there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. You're listening to the Buzz Kill Podcast. I was trying to do the bongos. It didn't, it wasn't you the suck. Don't try it to join the- us in our drum off. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, episode 34. It's a lot of, lot of shows. It is a lot of shows. I'm Mike. And I'm Jim. <laughs> What's up, Jim? <laughs> What's up, boys? I feel that shake going. What the fuck? Mm. Uh. My milkshake brings... <laughs> And that's stealing your thunder, but I'm Justin. <laughs> we never circled back around to what my theme music would be last week. Oh, we did. Oh, there it is. That's it. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Yeah, not the ladies. <laughs> just the boys. Uh, just you, mainly. I want a stereo milkshake with my dick. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's... Hi, guys. Hi. How has the week been to you? Um, Good. It's so crappy outside. It's really crappy. Ugh, feels I like... Bet, uh, there's yeah. been crazy wind and rain and snow yeah it's been nasty in michigan and, lately yeah it'll it, be 70 degrees one day and then the next day it's snowing that's well, a good thing it's spring yeah <laughs> <laughs> well what's been going on with you oh nothing um just got some got some tickets in the mail oh yeah oh, yeah now we can finally stop talking about this yes are, are we are gonna... this, is, this is the this is the book of the dead ticket auction retirement party that's what that's what tonight is good let's uh let's light him on fire in, in celebration <laughs> he did send me an extra one i got three red tickets two really two uh greens and he signed some stuff and for he you, sent huh? me that signed uh, autograph if you don't postcard. know mike's been uh bidding on book of the dead tickets which is the original 1981 premiere of premiere the evil dead back before it was the evil dead it was the book of the dead and he's actually been bidding on them from scott spiegel yes from the actual guy that wrote evil dead 2 worked on the first second and third right so pretty awesome and which if this is the first time that you're hearing this either it's welcome new listeners hey hi or where the fuck have you been for the last five weeks <laughs> everybody just kind of thumbs <laughs> thumbs through the intro when mike starts talking about this asshole's talking f- about his fucking Evil <laughs> Dead again. <laughs> what about you, Jay? What have you been up to? Oh, God. I went and did a, a radio interview at you, Detroit Country. Yeah? 99.5 WYCD. With the... Uh, with with the, Mr. Jim Buck. And he's, he's one of your uh, clients. Yeah, yeah. We did a country song for him. Uh, his, it found some lyrics of his dad's. His dad passed like 10 years ago, and they mm-hmm. found some old lyrics um, that his dad wrote. His dad was a musician in the area. A song that they never heard him sing, never heard performed, or didn't have recorded anywhere. And uh, so, and so all you had was lyrics, right? And so I got the honor. He said, "I trust you. Take these lyrics and make a song out of it for yeah, me." And uh, that's awesome. And um, you know, and he came in and sang on the song and and did a fantastic job. And uh, so he got the 
you know, contacted a guy at the radio station and said, here's my story. How do I get my song on the radio? That's his dream. That's awesome. And he said, come on down. We'll make something happen for you. So they did like a 15 minute interview and, uh, I'm going to spin the song coming up here on one of the weekends. That's cool. That's really cool. Plus, it's got to be cool for you to know like, you pretty much wrote the song. Right. Well, so, not pretty much. I mean, aside from the lyrics, you yeah, wrote everything, yeah. right? So, it was, so. Uh, so definitely a, a very uh, humbling thing to be a part of a song like that that has so much meaning behind it to somebody yeah, and to the family. Sure. Uh, even at the end, we had a cameo of his dad. We found, uh, They found some old cassette tapes of his dad's yeah. during the recording process. And he said, here, I found all these tapes. See if there's anything on there. See if it's on there. So I, I was the first person to listen to his dad's songs. Really? And I sat down here for What, did like, he just write and record and then just stashed them away? Stashed no. cassette tapes with some some performances from the Masonic Temple, from little demos he was doing himself. And so I sat here for like four hours just listening through cassette tapes. And, so, uh, so you actually took one of those clips and put it in and, the song? And put it at the end of the song. If, Dang, as the song cool. fades out, it fades to his dad playing. Oh, wow. That's and really it was, cool. And uh, it was just a whole cool process, man. Super stoked to be a part of it. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, speaking of cassette tapes and other things that have died and come back to life, <laughs> tonight we're talking about zombies. <laughs> <laughs> disrespectful. How is it disrespectful? I don't know. Just Cassettes you... are making a comeback, man. Yeah, cassettes are making a comeback. Oh, speaking of what you just said, I saw. <laughs> speaking of things that died, not related to that, <laughs> I uh, I saw a, a vulture on the side of the road eating a dead animal about my neighborhood today. What? That was kind of interesting. Savage. Well, like a turkey buzzard or something. I guess this big ass bird on the side just dom dom dom, and I stopped by it. He looks at me, and I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what was he eating? Was it people? Uh, I think so. And then uh, yeah. We had a. Uh, I work at a church, and uh, one of the most disconcerting things I've ever seen is we had three turkey vultures perched on top of the church one day. Mm-hmm. And I go, this just is a bad omen. Like <laughs> something <laughs> about this just isn't good. Well, because they, they, you know, they're kind of they're like harbingers of doom. Exactly. Or at least that's the way I see them. Like you see three, were they doing the thing where their shoulders were up above oh, yeah. their heads? Oh yeah. Like they it's were just it's spooky. And like, to... it, it makes you think like something something foul is in the air. You know. And, and then yesterday we had a, a big bird. Uh, or a big a big goose walk past the uh, the front living room window over here, and we don't get geese landing like in the in the neighborhood here. So it was just walking, and all of a sudden I look and I see a head pop up and turn its head looking inside. I'm like, that's a goose looking at me. What's a goose doing here? And geese, all these weird birds. Gets, Something's going on. Geese get big stupid birds. this time of year because they don't know what's going on with the weather. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, like as Michael started to say, today we were talking about. Zombies. Zombies. The Walking Dead. Ooh, can I say that without, yeah. without I, I, I getting sued? I think you sued? can. I think you can. <laughs> um, and we're not talking about The Walking Dead. We're talking about The, the Walking Dead. Yeah, exactly. No. How, the the Walking Dead? Which emphasis which <laughs> wow. on what syllable would you put that on? <laughs> I, I don't know. I would it be the Walking Dead and then just the Walking Dead? <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> you know what? Screw it. We're drinking zombie monkey this, beer. <laughs> there you go. Uh, actually, why don't you talk about it so, for a second? Because I want ago, to. A couple weeks ago, for our uh, our video game episode, we uh, had uh, 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 Tall Grass Brewing Company, and we drank the Eight Bits Amber Ale, I believe it was. And uh, this week we have another Tall Grass Brewing Company called Zombie Monkey. Zombies. Zombie monkey. <laughs> this is why I usually do this part, Mike. Zombie monkey robust porter. Mike can't talk today because he scorched have... he scorched the shit out of his mouth. Yes. Uh, don't drink coffee when it's fresh out of the pot and take a gulp. And don't blow dudes when they eat a bunch of jalapenos. 
<laughs> That'll do it too. That's actually more of the back of the throat problem that I got. <laughs> uh, zombie monkey robust porter. A relentlessly tasty robust porter crafted with loads. Of, <laughs> Mike knows about that. <laughs> of chocolate malt and other dark roasted specialty malts. Zombie monkey also is inoculated with enough hops to add a floral citrus character to the finish. It's hearty and complex, brewed for the post-apocalyptic world. Grab a can and take a stand. Take a stand. 6.2%. 6.2? 6. Yeah. All right, that's still good. 6.2. Okay. Ooh. Hello. I thought uh. that was the intro restarting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm... Ah, oh, there it is. Whoa, whoa, don't you do it. All right. All right. Mm. Give it a little sniff. Ooh, it's nice. Caramel. Mm. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Boys. Cheers. Hmm. That's good. Yummy. That's tasty. It's good. It's not like um, it. It tastes like it, a lot of porters taste the same to me, unless they're, they're like a specialty porter, like a like a vanilla yeah. coffee yeah. bean, whatever the hell. Like, didn't what, what did we drink a few weeks ago? Um, Victory at Sea. Yeah. Like that one has a very distinct flavor. A lot um, of porters to me just kind of taste similar. I like them. A lot of porters to me have a very chocolatey body to them, even though they don't fl- they're not flavored like chocolate. I know that's weird. And then the ones that are like a chocolate porter, I don't typically like. Yeah. Is that weird? No. That makes sense. I, I get what know. you're saying. Yeah. It's like I, a yoohoo. It's fake <laughs> chocolate, but like like it's that same body to it though. You know what I'm saying? They all get that little liquid smoke flavor going. Yeah. On. Is that what it is? I used to get smoke, uh, but like. I used, I used to buy two yoo-hoos after lunch every day in high school. You rebel. And I would just slam them. I used to love that stuff. And then I decided to buy one like a year ago to see if it was still good. Not good. It basically tastes like somebody poured oh, I love it, man. Hershey's syrup into water. Oh, I love yoo-hoos still. They're great. <laughs> I love you too. Who? <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, anyway... Um, did we have any corrections from last week? We did. Okay. We did. Uh, Not many, though. I okay. only have one. All right, cool. Well, go ahead, because I didn't find any. Um, My only correction was uh, that the Buffy episode that we mentioned, the Once More With Feeling, uh, the one that won an Emmy. Yeah. It, in oh, fact, the, the musical episode? Yes, the musical episode. It did not actually win an Emmy. Was it nominated? It was nominated for it. It did not win it. Uh, however, the show did win two Emmys in its lifetime, so I think I was just kind of jumbling my... My info. Right on. Uh, we also questioned, uh, this is more of an uh, addendum. God, I can't say that word. Addendum? Addendum. <laughs> yeah. As I say it right? Yeah. Addendum. Uh, or amendment? Amendum. Aden- well, the words the words are amendment <laughs> and Hip- addendum. Hip hop? <laughs> Hip hop anonymous? Uh, I have something to add to something. That we're yeah, yeah, just about. say that. We're not um, in addition. We're not oh, bright people. Just say what. Just say no, what you mean. You had mentioned about Frank Oz, yeah. and uh, I didn't know that he had worked on uh, Sesame Street. Turns out he actually created a lot of the characters on Sesame Street. Oh, did he really? Street. Yeah, he created uh, Cookie Monster, Grover, and. Um, um, when you say created, he, you mean like created the the, the character, the, char- the character in the voice, right? Yeah, he did. He did them for a number of years. Yeah, like he didn't design. Yeah, the... it, was, it was Cookie Monster, Grover, and uh, there's one other one. I forget what it was now. I I had read it earlier, but um, but yeah, no, he did. He was on it for a long time, and then he did Muppets, obviously for forever. Was it so. Oscar the Grouch? Maybe. No. Yes. Was it? I think it was Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to correct myself if I'm wrong, but I think it was. Yeah. Somebody somebody who works for Sesame Street can call and tell us. 
because we have that kind of <laughs> yeah we on. have we have that kind of <laughs> listenership <laughs> uh so that's but, all you got uh, yeah, for uh for corrections then apparently we know our musicals well that means it's time for the news Am I taking it from here? Because this is my theme music. <laughs> Boom! The news. We're gonna get. You want it? We are gonna get sued from every angle because of this show. Whatever. I, lo- I love taking it from every angle. I love lawsuits. There we go. That's a win-win. All right. I guess I know what to. All right. All right. What you got in the news there, Mikey? All right. You know how I kind of pretty much loathe this it remake. Uh, no. Kind of. Like I'm not sold by it. I, I'm not. Uh, well, loathe is a pretty strong mm. word, then. Well, I wouldn't say love. What's the What's the middle ground? Uh, you are indifferent so far. That's, I don't know. That's I, the one. You definitely uh, don't. You definitely <laughs> don't hate it. No, uh, I did get some news though. My buddy uh, Chris um, uh, texted me earlier, and he was reading an article. Apparently, the uh, director was giving an interview. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how we had talked about how we hope that the the creature, if you will, takes on all of its different forms the way <clears> that it did in the book. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, that is happening in this movie. It is not just going to be Pennywise. Uh, we already knew about the lever. Well, I mean, it wasn't just Penny we- Pennywise in the miniseries either. Well, true, but the focus, though. Yeah. It seems like the focus might be a little bit more spread out this time. Yeah. We already know there's Pennywise. We already know that the leper is in there. Uh-huh. However, there's going to be a lot of other incarnations that we just don't know about yet because uh-huh. they want to keep it a secret. And they're going to be different than they were in the book because in the book it was very like 50s and 60s centric things that kids would have been afraid of that nowadays they might not relate to. But it takes, I mean, it takes place in the 50s though. Sure, but... Because in the in the miniseries, which came out in 1990... Well, it takes place in the 80s, doesn't it, the new one? The, 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 when they're kids, it's the 50s, and then when they're adults, it's the 80s. Yeah. Well, but in the but new it, one, But though. it came out in 1990... And when they were kids, like in the miniseries, you still have the mummy, you still have the uh, wolfman, you still have, um, what else does he show up as? I guess Pennywise, uh, the giant spider. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I guess, guess they're going to be more in tune to what kids would be afraid of nowadays, though, as opposed to what they were in the book, is all is all they're saying. Oh, like not getting um, a trophy after they play? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also, though, I uh, he was talking about the effects company that's handling the practical effects. It's the same company, forgive <clears> me, I don't know their name, but it's the same company that did a lot of the Del Toro movies. He did, they did Hellboy, they did Pan's Labyrinth, yeah. they did Mama, which was this director's last movie. And, Andres Muschietti. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, I'm, that excites me a lot more than I was. Yeah, for sure. Because if we're going to get some fucking sweet Del Toro-esque creatures in this, then I'm sold. Yeah. Then I'm sold. Then my, my <laughs> hatred for how Pennywise looks is null and void at that point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I thought the rest of the movie looked fine. Right. So if it's going to be offset by that, then, then, then my... My levels just peaked again. <laughs> My levels are peaking. <laughs> what else uh, do you got? Well, speaking of it, uh, it, it turns out actual clowns are not too excited about it. <laughs> oh, are they real people, though? Yeah, real clowns? Yeah, no, no, no I don't think so. <laughs> Most of them are serial, they, serial they, killers, they, right? They don't count. <laughs> uh, there was an article in Mel Magazine, and they sat down with two professional clowns. And uh, so one who goes by... Uh, his name is Nick Kane. He goes by Mr. Nick. That doesn't sound that's, creepy at all. That's, that's, <laughs> it sounds friendly. That's really using your noggin, too, coming up it, with a really uh, yeah. really creative name there. And, and his sidekick, um, I'm going to kill you in your sleep, <laughs> the clown. Uh, he's quoted as saying, it's ruining our business. 
<laughs> I, I added the nose honk just for for effect. I don't think he actually did that. It'd be great if he did. <laughs> it's ruining our business. We just experienced a nice break from the scary clown meme from last October, and just when things are starting to normalize, the it trailer comes, and it's like, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> And then you've got Guilford Gilly Adams. That one's a little more creative, but still used his first name. Is that yeah, like a typical, weird. like you just take your first name and then, and then turn it into a cloud name? Like, like I, no, don't, don't I, don't th- I don't think I don't think that it is. <laughs> he says it's gonna be bad for clowns. It's a, I don't, I'm I'm sorry. Like I know that this is like a real profession to people, but it's just funny to hear a clown <laughs> complaining about this. <laughs> But hey, you're making me laugh, and that's your that's job. True. So that's true. good, good job. It's gonna be bad for clowns. It's a dying profession, and the people who do it and scrape together a living have to grapple with the fact that it's cool and hip to not like clowns. The ultimate prick in this it movie is that it's going to turn young consumers away from an art form that's sweet and nice, and not about the Kardashians and Minecraft. No, it's about serial killing and scary eating little children yeah like. no. <laughs> no he says it's cool and hip to not like clowns is that really like the cool hip thing to do like, i mean our I kids feel like just our kids hanging out smoking cigarettes hating clowns i feel like the reason people hate clowns is because they're fucking creepy yeah they're creepy that's that's your profession's creepy that's that's why people don't like you i'm I was, sorry but. i was actually i don't know why i was reading this but i was reading there was a study done uh, because there's three basic types of clowns there's um august which is uh, their red face with like white around their eyes, and then there's the white face clowns. That's racist. And then there's, <laughs> and then there's hobo clowns. And for some reason, people are far less scared of the hobo clowns than the other two. Well, because the hobo clown has something endearing, endearing about it, though. You know, it's like you feel you got to. It's a dirty. <laughs> there it is. It's a dirty old hobo. There's well, you gotta, you gotta feel like sorry for him though. You know they're sad. You see, like, you see the guy in the street. He might not be in clown makeup, but you can relate to him because he looks like the guy in the street. Well, and they like, wear like regular clothes yeah, and stuff like yeah. that too. It's you got not the knapsack weird... over the shoulder. Yeah, of the stick. sure. Yeah, <clears throat> but uh, yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's all I got for that one. What do you got? All right. Uh, so Scream Factory is putting out a, uh, a release of Slither. One of one of mm. one of my favorite slug movies ever. It's a short list. Do you have a lot of it's a short <laughs> There's list. slugs and then there's slither. slither. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one is on the top. Okay. Uh, anyway, though, uh, Scream Factory is putting out a release of it. They just released the artwork for it, and it is mwah, Hell fantastic. Yeah. It looks amazing. Scream Dude, Factory, Factory never, always blows it out of yeah. the water with the with the art. They never let me down with them. Uh, do they uh, do they use the same artists very no, often? No, or, they have, well, a I'm lot sure. of them have the same kind of tonal. I think they do in use, like the same color palette and stuff like that. I think they do do they do have a pool a pool of artists they do choose from, but they're not all the same though. Right. They do have uh they they have a rotating cast of them. I think they do use the same ones. Sure. You know, a lot. Yeah, I gotta imagine to keep like that a, aesthetic going. Yeah. They right. Have, they have to. Oh, dude. Speaking of uh, Scream Factory, it, actually, maybe you brought this up to me. We talked about the Phantom of the Paradise yeah. last week. Yeah. And this, you've seen the Scream Factory release of that, right? Yeah. It's, I, so, I, I don't own it. I haven't seen the actual film, right. but uh, yeah, no, it, the box art is awesome. Looks for so it. cool. I didn't even realize that they had put it out until when I was, you know, looking stuff up last week. Now you should update. You've actually been thinking about this movie for the past week. Haven't I you? have been. Okay. So it was <laughs> weird. When we watched Phantom of the Paradise, um, I wasn't all that impressed by it. I was a little more like, okay, 
okay, I get it. Like, whatever. And then, like, when we did the show, I was, excuse me, this monkey zombie or zombie monkey, whatever's in my throat. <laughs> just, just got me. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, I, two days after when we did the show, though, I, I realized that I was thinking about it a lot and I liked it. In the time since the show, I'm mm. still thinking about that movie for some reason. Yeah. I really want to rewatch it because it's, it's a there's a lot to take in. Like there a, is like yeah. a ton of stuff happens in that movie. So. It's like you watch it and you, and you kind of take it at face value, <clears throat> and it's it's just it is what it is. But then you actually think about it, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. Like there's really really good things. In I that told movie. you that's why I was so excited to show it yeah. to you. Uh, so. Anyway, we're talking about news, so there there's was. my first there one. Was, for there, there was. So, new drinking game. Every time James cracks his throat. It's funny, because that doesn't <laughs> happen to me in my normal life, but for some reason, when I get in this damn room, I just start cracking all over the place. Take that dick out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just going to think that we both just, just dicks constantly. <laughs> Whenever you're talking on the mic, your dick is in my mouth, <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> Uh, All right, go. All right, so Arnold Schwarzenegger has confirmed that he is not going to be in Shane Black's Predator movie. No, there was no. Uh, <laughs> there was talk of him maybe being in it. Yeah, uh, and he put out a uh, he put out a statement that actually is kind of brutal. Really? Yeah, his statement was. Uh, you got to do it. <clears throat> yeah, do the Arnold voice. Let's see if I can do it with my scarred up, burnt mouth here. It'd probably be even better. They asked me, and I read it. <laughs> it's a cookie monster, then. <laughs> it's pretty much what you get. That's what you get, right? Okay. They asked me, and I read it, and I didn't like it. Whatever they offered. So I'm not going to do that. No. Except if there's a chance that they rewrite it, you know, and make it a more significant role. But wait is now. No, I won't do it. I'll be back. <laughs> no, that, that 100% was Cookie Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Cookie Schwarzenegger. <laughs> All right, well, but no, apparently he did not like Shane Black's script. Yeah, well, um, you know, what? I'll take that at face value. Old Man Arnold maybe isn't on the pulse of what is good nowadays. Well, I don't know. We're talking about one of his movies later, and you you're know, right. You're he, absolutely he took right. That, he took that role but because he, was he loved so, the script but so much. But he was so obviously connected to the first one. Maybe anything that's not going to be like that. He's just not going to connect. With. Right. So I'll take that at face value. But yeah, uh, yeah no, no Arnold. No unless, Arnold. Unless this is a giant coup and we're going to be watching The Predator and we're like, what's a twist? What? <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan jumped in to direct that last act. <laughs> anyway, what's next? Uh, the Get Out, the Get Out movie. Yes. You know, every, all the, <laughs> that, all, that get all the kids movie. are talking about the Get Out movie. Uh, it's coming out. It's coming home already. This really? is quick. Yeah. Oh. I guess I don't know. This is pretty. This is pretty standard oper- operating procedure nowadays, though, isn't it? To get this stuff out as quick as possible. Nowadays, it's more. Yeah, yeah. Um, get out is coming out on Blue and DVD May 9th, and VOD May 23rd. Uh, it will feature an alternate ending with commentary by writer director Jordan Peele, deleted scenes with commentary, uh, unveiling the horror of Get Out. Go behind the scenes for the making of. Uh, Q&A discussion with Jordan Peele and the cast. Uh, Peele sits down with the cast to answer fans' questions on the film hosted by Chance the Rapper. And feature commentary with Jordan Peele. No, oh, very so, cool. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. That's good. Like, it's, it's coming out that fast, and they've got that amount of content coming with it. It's well, pretty awesome. Well, they probably feel I know that they that, get, yeah. 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 It's just, you don't, back in the day, you never saw that kind of stuff, so... 
Um, anyway. Right. Yes. Uh, so one of our favorite catchphrases in this podcast is... Um, Marshall, your penis is showing. Well, no, no, no not that one. <laughs> not that one. Uh, it's from a certain movie about mutant sharks. Um, I'm... Oh. <laughs> well, so it's not from the movie. Deepest, bluest, my head is like a shark's fan. Yeah, yeah what? <laughs> uh, that, that from uh, Deep Blue Sea, clearly. Right. Uh, the, uh, one of the directors uh, from Mega Shark versus Mega Piranha, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. That gem? Uh, yeah, that, that sci-fi gem. <laughs> was talking about how he was approached to do a sequel to Deep Blue Sea after uh, his Mega Shark fame, if you want to call it that. Uh-huh. Uh, it never got the green light, but he was talking about how we almost got a Deep Blue Sea sequel that had mutated sharks yeah. with machine guns attached to them. <laughs> Sharks and with they were going to play it, lasers and, and they that were, sounds awesome. <laughs> and they were going to play it completely seriously. Really, I would like to see <laughs> that movie. This movie and then, and then needs somebody to be at in my some life. point at some point somebody would have had to have like jumped on the back of one of the sharks and like rode the shark and at, shot people. Oh my god! Or shot at the other that sharks. That had to have been in there, right? Yeah, that had to have absolutely. Been in there. That would have been awesome. That would have been an awesome movie. Oh, come and bring, on. And bring back Sam Jackson. I know, He right? actually didn't get eaten in the first one. He didn't? One. Oh. <laughs> a missed opportunity. Yeah, that would have been awesome. <laughs> um, last thing I have is just about the new poster for The Mummy. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it's terrible. That's it's it. Like, That's the news. Uh, I, I was reading it. I... <laughs> <laughs> We're still on clowns. <laughs> um... <laughs> I actually, I, I, I just looked at it on Bloody Disgusting before I came over here, and it's like, it's like Tom Cruise featuring the mummy. Yeah. It's, That's what it was. The it's first, not, that it's first not trailer, the, though, is what it was. It's not the mummy. It's just Tom Cruise. It's it's Mission Impossible, Curse of the Mummy. Right. That's what this movie is. Yeah, basically. I'm it's, not I'm not excited by it. At, in Universal I'll, is kind of screwing up their, their still, classics I'll franchises. I'll still watch it, me, but, but well, yeah, because well, they did uh, Dracula two thousand, right? Which Dracula Untold? Oh, Dracula Untold. Dracula two thousand was a very different movie oh, made by Wes Craven. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Day. Dracula Untold, um, which bombed. Yeah, right. People hated that. Yes. So it they're was like, not good. so they they decided that we're not going to put Dracula Untold in our new incarnation of the. Yeah, we're going to start fresh with Tom Cruise and the Mummy. Right, and now you're just shitting the bed hard again. Yeah. Like, hard shits. Yep. Uh, just dumb. Yeah. I'm still going to watch it, but uh, it's I don't I don't have high hopes for it. Nah, me neither. You got um, anything else? Yes. Uh, Blumhouse, uh, Blumhouse, rather, is developing a Purge TV series. Oh, nice. Uh, and, and with this announcement came the fact that it was going to be launching on their independent studio production company. Mm-hmm. So Bloomhouse is actually making a independent TV studio and they're going to run scripted and unscripted series within the quote-unquote dark genre. Really? I'm into it. Yeah. I'm into it. They're where, partnering where is with, this going to air? They're partnering Does with it... USA and Sci-Fi. So I don't know if this is going to be something they're going to be airing on those two networks respectively yeah. or if it's going to be a new network that I don't, I don't, I don't know. It, yeah. it, it just got announced, so there's not a lot of information about it. But yeah, that's should, exciting. Yeah, it I think the Purge would make for a great TV show. Well, you don't um, know that for sure because you've never seen. Well, it. the way <laughs> they described it, no, I haven't. You're right. But yeah. the way they described it, though, is that it's 12 hours 
Um, it's it's it's, it's the, the 12 hours of the night of the purge. Like the whole season so if is... if every season was like 24... It'd be a half. And it was an hour every episode for 12 episodes a oh, season. Oh, yeah. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Like 24, the horror, I'm going to murder your family series. That'd mm-hmm. be fantastic. Yeah, for sure. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm into it if that's the case. Um, Unsolved Mysteries is not only the greatest show in the world, but it has creators that wants to make new episodes. Yeah. Well, uh, Robert Stack. Well... He's dead. Robert Stack is dead? Yes. Is he really? Yes. When did he die? Years ago. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> no! So are they just going to replay old episodes? And Is it going to be a remake? Are they going to remake old episodes? They're just going to play I mean, his voice. They don't still have yeah, just mysteries that are unsolved, somebody. do they? The remake of that fucking spontaneous combustion episode starring Johnny Depp. Is going to be crazy, <laughs> just crazy. Holy shit! How did I not know that he died? Yeah, he died years ago. I probably did. I probably was aware of it. He back, was. He was probably then. on one of the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably aware of it back when he died. He died in two thousand three. So I was probably aware of it back then, but have just since forgotten about it. That's well, that sucks. I, yeah. How are you going to make unsolved mysteries as good without? him though um I don't key know. pain is gonna hold <laughs> all these mysteries unsolved uh, oh man i'm into it uh all right my next bit of news is uh, um, well hold on oh, let me sorry? let me just get this out of the way because we don't want to end with a with somebody passing away but gloria charles who played uh fox in, uh, yeah in friday the 13th part three she has passed away yes, yes. Uh, this news just came out today so but she, she was she was pretty away. young in December, word is yeah. Really, word is just hitting now that she actually passed away. Really, yeah. why so she, long? I don't know. She passed away in December. There was another celebrity recently in recent memory. I forget who it was. Forgive me, but uh, that same thing happened though. It was like months and months after the fact. It's really? like suddenly somebody in the industry got word that this person <clears throat> died. And, like people should know this. You know, it's kind of one of those situations. Huh, that's weird. Yeah, uh, she, I don't know what kind sounded, of a career she had after like that, she, but... Yeah, I'm not too sure. It sounded like she uh, was really sick. She had, like, 24-hour care, in-home care and oh, stuff. Oh, it, so. it wasn't Freddy? No. Freddy? Why would it be Freddy? Wasn't she in... Friday 3. Oh, Friday. Oh. Derp. Derp, burp, burp, burp. Derp, derp, Okay, so that's all I've got. What were you going to say for your last um, one there? So, uh, back in 2000... No, it was 2003... Um, Robert Stack died. Uh, what? <laughs> no. new, news is just breaking now. Uh, Robert Stack died. <laughs> we, you heard it first here, folks. Robert Stack is dead. Uh, I do actually have one last bit of news. Uh, this past weekend uh, was WrestleMania 33. Indeed. Now, me being yes. a giant nerd, I watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. I've come. I've come to grips with it. My okay. sister goes every year. You're okay. You're right. Your sister was. <laughs> she's she's a bigger nerd than you. She goes. She was there to WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. I heard her boyfriend take the oh, trip to WrestleMania. Three years, right? Three years running. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Carlos, right? Oh, yeah. Carlos, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway. she she was there for the big event. She was. Which there. you're well, going to well, discuss well, in a second. I, I will. I bet. The first part of it though is that uh, there is a, a luchador named Kalisto who wrestles, and uh, his mask, his special mask that was made for WrestleMania, was made and designed by Tom Savini. Wow. Cool. He did a cool mask for him. It's like a lucha mask, and then like there's a a backing that goes all the way down his spine, and it looks like a spinal cord. Like it, it's really cool, actually. Did he fight with that thing? Yeah. On? Oh yeah. With the, Luchas the ta- don't, lucha doors do not take. No, the I know. Off. I know with the mask, but did the tail like detach oh, yeah, it was or one something? Piece. It was like a prosthetic, not prosthetic, but like a silicone. That would be one a prosthetic. Piece. Yeah. 
It's, but it's still a mask, though. I don't oh, know you, well, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. It's not glued to his face. Right. And then also, I, I we have to talk about the fact that um, this was the final year of The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. He had his final match. match. Uh, he lost. I was very upset. Mm. But um, <laughs> I feel as though we should mention this on this podcast in particular, though, because I don't know about you. When I'm... I was a kid, The Undertaker, outside of movies... I watched wrestling when I was a wee little kid. When I was in first grade, uh, my parents keep everything. And we uncovered years ago my first grade journal that we had to keep. Very first entry of my first grade journal was, Last night we watched wrestling. Hulk Hogan slammed The Undertaker. It was cool. <laughs> I remember that. Was, that. That, was my, that was my entry, right? And so, like... like Wrestling's been a part of my life since since before I can remember. You know? It dropped off until a it few drop years off. ago, right? It did drop off for a bit, and then I got back into How'd it. How'd you get back into it? Uh, because Sting was wrestling again. I wanted to see Sting <laughs> wrestle, and then he didn't show up when the he was rumored to. And I'm like, well, I got to watch Monday Night Raw. He's going to show up there. And then he didn't. And then it's like, well, maybe next week. And they didn't. I go, all right, well, shit, now I want to know what the fuck's going on with these other people. <laughs> <laughs> they just dragged you right back my in. My stories sucked me in, all yeah. right? And what, and what a long, ongoing event that happens weekly and it, you oh, know it's, well three well, yeah. or no how many years 20 now? some years i think is like, it's, it's the longest episodic television show in history guinness book was is monday night raw wow That's, that comes to it's you nuts. from the guinness book the guinness book mm-hmm. uh anyway point is though is that the undertaker embodied this he was a horror character yeah, let's be for, honest oh yeah absolutely he he his whole character was what we love today except for that shitty incarnation where he would like ride a harley out ah <laughs> American badass. Yeah, it was is that the song yes, that, that he was, came out to? He 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 rode his Harley out to Kid Rock. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing that happened. Okay. Um, anyway, though, like like that Stop to me. Stop rubbing your hands together like that because they're super dry. I'm I'm thinking about like you're jerking off. The while fact you're talking that the Undertaker about. was really one of my earliest, like like gateways into horror. Mm-hmm. You think about it, you know. Yeah. Uh, I thought Paul Bear was even scarier than oh, yeah. you. The Undertaker. <laughs> he will. Yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> I just feel I just feel that it's appropriate to 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 mention that he finally wrestled his last match, and it was a good match too. He it, it was time for him to retire, but um. I was yeah. okay. Mike actually convinced me to come over for this, and. I was happy that I did because I I was really into wrestling as a kid. I wasn't super into it, but I watched it quite a bit. And you know, Undertaker was always one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. And so he was looking see, a little bit to, rough at the end, but <laughs> yeah, I really didn't like the way they ended that fight because he looked pretty pathetic. Like he was like crawling on Not his the, hands and knees well, over to what's the other dude's name? Uh, it was uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah. Thing is, uh, thing and is this though. I realized this after the fact. Not that we're gonna get into wrestling here, but like. <laughs> All most wrestlers go out on a loss. Mm-hmm. Most of them, their final matches are a loss because it's a passing of the torch thing usually. Right, you know? yeah. like, or it's it's a it's, it's just it's kind of a thing that they do. Mm-hmm. And I realized that after the fact, so I wasn't so upset about him losing. And if you think about it, it took a lot for him to go down. The, yeah, the, it was like like five of the other dudes' finishers to go down. It you was know? a long match. So. <clears throat> Yeah, it's like I said. I'm I'm glad that I ended up coming over for it because even though I usually just sit there and make fun of you guys for loving it, I usually get <laughs> super into it by the end. Like that's what happened at Royal Rumble, and it was cool to see the Undertaker's last fight and yeah. see the whole thing that went on yep. afterward with him he took taking his, his hat off and putting it in the ring off, and took stuff. Took his jacket off, took his hat off, left it in the ring, and then uh, somebody texted me that uh, the day after they did not move 
his gear out of the ring until they had to tear the ring down. That makes like, sense. Like the next day when they were taking the ropes down, taking everything around, the ring was the last thing to get torn down. Mm-hmm. His shit was still there out of respect. That's wow. cool. That's Damn. crazy. Right on. So, all right. Is that it? Yeah, that's it for the news. Boom, that was the news. Mm. That was it. So what'd you watch this week besides zombie movies? Just zombie movies. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I watched a haunted house movie. I got so far behind. Did you watch Avatar? I did. Nice. I did it. I How was... was it? Good. Yeah? Really good. I didn't realize that Lynn Shea was in it. She's <clears throat> in everything. Especially, yes. Yeah, well, expe- yeah, haunting movies especially. <laughs> Wasn't it? Is, is, uh, oh, I said especially. You did say oh, especially. Gross. Dingus. Gross. <laughs> Take the it's dick the, out of your mouth, It's the Mike. zombie monkey dick. Um, it, Well, this was, was this a Darren Lynn Bowsman movie? Darren Lynn Bowsman. So this is what we watched for the week. I watched a movie called Avatar, which came out last year, 2016, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Darren Lynn Bowsman. Uh, it is starring Jessica Landau's, uh, Laundiz, Joe Anderson, uh, who played, he was in um, The Crazies, the <clears> remake <throat> of The Crazies. Yeah. I, I don't remember his name, but I, I recognized him, though. And then also uh, uh, Lin Shay. Here is the synopsis of Abattoir. An investigative reporter works to solve a mystery behind a mysterious man who has been buying houses where tragedies has, has occurred. Set in a world where it may always feel like night, uh, even in daylight hours, the real estate reporter Julia Talbin's life is turned upside down when her family is brutally murdered. Uh, and then essentially, she's looking into how her family was murdered. She realizes that this dude bought the house that her family was murdered in. Mm-hmm. And it sets her on this path to basically finding what the fuck this guy's buying these houses for. Um, this isn't giving anything away because it's in the trailer. He's basically building the world's greatest haunted house. That's what it is. No, this is the character played by Dayton Callie, right? The yes. old old man. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, oh, I, didn't yeah, to, no. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, I like this movie a lot. Um, it was a little bit confusing tonally, though. I will say that. Um, the weird thing is... they so. The main girl uh, and her her quasi boyfriend uh, Grady, uh, he's the he's the sheriff of the town or, the, or a cop, a police officer from the town they're in, and she's mm-hmm. a, an, an investigative reporter. The, when the movie opens, it's very like gumshoe detectivey. Like mm-hmm. she looks like she belongs in like a nineteen. 19- like an old noir movie yeah, or something like that. Yeah, old noir movie. Yeah. And so does he. He's got the long trench coat on. He's got the, the, the feather with the hat, you know. He's got yeah. a toothpick and goes, hey, you know, looking at you, kid. Like, you know, he's got that sort of... Keep your head up, kid. He has that sort of voice the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And then the first 15 minutes... Well, he minutes, just kind of has that voice anyway. He does. You're right. But, like, the way that he was dressed and the way that she looked and the way, like, she works for the paper, you know. Like, it was, it was a really weird thing. And then as they move away from that... He morphs into Brad Pitt in the movie Seven. His entire character could be Brad Pitt from Seven. Mm-hmm. Like this could be the sequel. <laughs> it's that dead on. He's got the gun holsters, the, the crossed gun holsters, the same way he wears a black leather jacket. Ton, tons of cops wear. Those no, I know, more. but like it's, but even tonally though, it's like it was very, very similar. It's weird. Um, but it's, it, but the bizarre thing though is that you get the, the <clears> idea that this is a movie that is set place back in like the noir days, right? Mm-hmm. But then she goes to her sister's house and there's like a brand new coffee maker, brand new house, everything's normal. And there's a really weird tone, a like character tone in this movie. And I couldn't quite figure it out until I had an idea of maybe what it could be at the end. Um, is there, is there some kind of like time 
is there something sort of. weird having she, to do with time? Don't give too much away because yeah, I'd actually well, like to watch it. She ends up going it. to a town. She ends up going to a town that is basically stuck in the past and everything is old there. And she is connected to it in some way, shape, or form. So mm-hmm. maybe that was Darren Lynn Bowsman's way of connecting the dots. You know what I'm saying? Like she belongs in this place. Maybe that kind of deal. Yeah. But um, no, I did like it though. It's uh, it's creepy. There's a lot of really cool. You know when uh, you go to haunted houses. And you basically you go from room to room, and there's nobody attacking you, but you're just witnessing things. Yeah, that's what this movie is. Well, because he takes he takes rooms from different houses where people have been murdered. Yes, right? and the spirits are attached to those rooms. So when people when they go into these rooms, they're essentially seeing those murders being played out yes. time and time I don't again. Know, I don't know what you call it when spirits are stuck in a loop. I know there's a word for it in uh, paranormal investigation. Uh, when, when you know, what I'm talking about like yeah. when you just see the same thing over, they're basically repeating what happened to them. Yeah. It's that in every single room. So it's like you're walking through a haunted house and you're just watching something in front of you and it's yeah. scary, but then you walk through the door and you go into something else. So the, so That's the, what so the ghosts is. can't like interact with them or anything like that. It didn't seem like it. No. Right. On. Um, but it was really good though. It's creepy. It's, it's, it's a, it's a cool haunted house movie, honestly. That's and cool. I love Darren Lynn Bowsman. His directing is always fantastic. Yeah. And Lynn Shay plays the grace, the greatest, craziest lady <laughs> in the world. I love it. Fantastic. She's great in everything she, she does. She is. She is. So, um, highly recommended though. Cool. Yes, I would if like I had to check to, that uh, out. Give it a give it a rating. Ah, uh, out of ten, please. We'll go seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Yeah. All right. Pretty, that's a pretty. That's a that's a solid movie. Seven solid C. Solid C. <laughs> in school. No, we are. <laughs> yeah, in school, not in movie. Well, all right. Was well, that all you watched? That is. I guess it's time for us to talk of uh, talk of talk of talk of the tofu. Let us let us speak of the dead. Let us. The let Walking us. Dead. Let us. TM. Let let. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we watched five movies, and they really kind of run the gamut as far as zombie movies go. Yes. Like they're they're everything from your typical like uh you know shambling flesh-eating zombies to uh, the horrifying, like, can sprint at you and tear you to pieces within seconds type of zombies. To the voodoo type zombies. To the voodoo Haitian zombies. We even found a way to sprinkle Nazis into this. We did find a way to sprinkle Nazis in. (laughs) (laughs) This this happened. So, here's the thing. (laughs) Whoa. What is this? (laughs) The the, the walking dead. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. Is that that skit? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you've never if you guys haven't seen it, check out. Go search the Walken. W A L K E N. As in Christopher dead. Walken. Zombies with Christopher Walken. Zombies. Wow. <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, five movies. We uh, let's start off with uh, the Serpent and the Rainbow. Serpent and the Rainbow. No, this movie. I uh, so there's two two movies that we're talking about tonight. One I always thought that I had seen, okay, and then realized I don't think I ever had. And then one of them I didn't think that I'd ever I'd ever seen and realized that I. And that did. was Serpent. Did I Rainbow? say that right? Uh, Serpent and the Rainbow was the one that I always thought that I had seen. Okay. Or at least like most of it. And as I was watching it, I realized I had never really seen much of it at all and i loved it it's from 1988 directed by wes craven uh it's about an anthropologist who goes to haiti after hearing rumors about a drug used by black magic practitioners to turn people into zombies now this is this comes from like 
Haitian folklore. Uh-huh. And their idea of zombies is... Which is kind of where zombies came from. Though. Right, like, yeah. This is like antithesis of zombies. Uh, that's not what that means. Dude, I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, antithesis is like the opposite. So... English. That, this yeah. is the, this is the antithesis of our zombies. This, uh, there you go. Kind of. Because they're yeah, still alive. Because they're still alive. Yeah. yeah so uh, so this comes from uh, like I said Haitian folklore, and um, it's it's as far as zombies go, they're really not what we think of as zombies because they're just people who have been drugged, and it appears as though they're dead, and then they come back to life, like they do like. They do die, right? All signs of life are gone. Well, they're not dead, though. That's the thing. Like they're they're. It's it makes them feel like they're dead. Like their heart rate is basically nothing. They're right. There's no sign. They can't feel pain. They can't feel. But they're still alive because there's a scene in the movie where there's a a, a doctor who's testing to see if the person's alive or not, mm-hmm. and they stab a oh, needle gosh. basically into the the underskin of the eye, Ooh. and uh, he doesn't go straight to that. He checks like first he puts his like the the back of his metal stethoscope to the yeah. guy's nose to see if he's breathing. They try a few different things, and then he takes a needle and jams it like in in the, the eyelid, soft, the soft of the eyelid, like yeah. in the eyelid, right under but, the eyeball. But right pretty... after it happens, though, you see the person's eye tearing. You know what I'm saying? So they're alive. They're very much alive, and they can feel everything. They just literally, they that, have no signs of life. That's not the part where his eye tears. His eye, his eyes doesn't start tearing until he's You're in right. the casket. You're right. He's being buried alive. Right. You're absolutely right. But it's the same guy, though. Yeah. Same, same guy. guy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So yeah, so like, yeah, they're not actually dead, but they're under the voodoo curse. They're under the spell of the practitioner, you know. Right. And this is all about uh, Bill Pullman stars in this. I love Bill Pullman as well as Michael Goff. You don't see Michael Goff in too many things nowadays. Because he's know? dead. Died in two thousand three. Oh shit! Did he really? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love Michael Goff. Um, uh, if you don't know who Michael Goff is, he was Alfred in all of the original Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Um. Fantastic, right? He's, he's like grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was the. Uh, uh, he was he a doctor when Pullman kept going back to New York to talk to him. Yeah, he was, was basically the guy that hires Pullman to go do these weird jobs. Right. Bill Pullman's character, uh, he basically he goes to these weird countries or weird places to find um, med- things for medical advancement. Yeah, he's an he's an anthropologist, States. but he's yeah he's looking for different different kinds of medicine that. Yeah. Uh, we can research and test in the states to create, yes. you know, and life-saving they, drugs. And, and they hear about the fact that there is like, some powder that can bring people back from the dead, or at least put them in a stasis. And they feel as though the drug companies can use this for as the a, benefit and profit of of basically the Western a, world as a safer form of anesthesia. Because there's, yeah. they say, uh, they throw out a statistic that like forty to fifty thousand people a year die from uh, complications due or shock anesthesia shock mm-hmm. or something like that and uh and so they think this is a way where that you can like bill put... paxton what didn't bill paxton just died from surgery well he threw a clot he oh, was that what... oh, oh they yeah. actually said what it was yeah like oh, a couple I, days later i hadn't i hadn't heard about that yeah, I, no. thought, I still thought maybe it was anesthesia <clears throat> no it was a blood clot never mind um so they figure like don't we, listen to we me can... tonight because apparently <laughs> i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about they figure we can use this to put people into this state where they're like basically dead but it's just it wear it wears off after what was it 12 hours six Some hours 12 six to 12 hours 12 hours and uh and then you know they're they're back 
back to their regular selves. Crawling out of their graves. <laughs> yeah, except for once Bill Pullman gets down to Haiti and he's talking to the people, it it come it becomes more clear that it's it involves a lot of black magic mm-hmm. and there's people's souls involved like they say that well once you take this stuff yeah the person comes back to life but then their soul is essentially being kept in a they call them canaries but they're like little jars yeah filled with lord does, knows what does that have something to do with the bird it's the, does the, the do don't birds have something to do with death is uh, that why they call them canaries well, I used to hear like about if a bird flies into your window or something like that. There was like the old wives' tale old man, or something. Like, yeah, yeah. I well, feel there's something with birds. Well, and no. Death. As far as as far as canaries go, like they they used to take uh, canaries down into mine shafts because if there was a gas leak, they would and die. we well we can't smell it, mm-hmm. uh, but the bird could sense it or or would... smell it or whatever, and they would start flapping around in their cage, and then that's when they knew to get out of the mine. Gotcha. Is that what you're thinking of? Uh, th- maybe that. Yeah, I just know that. I just, I feel as though like this birds and death have like a correlation somewhere. I, well, I'm sure I, there's. I mean, there's birds. We were talking about vultures, vultures earlier, yeah. or like crows and yeah. stuff like that. Ravens are always associated with death. So, but yeah. these weren't actually canaries. They were just jars filled with. But they but they call them that though because they associate canaries with oh, death. Though. Sure. Yeah. I guess I, did, I, guess I didn't really think about of. it too much. But yeah. um, so yeah. So he heads to Haiti. Uh, the first time he's there wait what where is he the first time when he gets all he gets all messed up and he meets his spirit animal that is i think uh that's that's establishing what he does for a living okay he's in some country they give him the the you know the the shaman gives him a drink and he has one of those weird trippy nights where you experience the gods and all that you know what i'm saying like i love that part because he's he's uh like he gets up and he he wakes up and he's like walking through the forest or the jungle and then all of a sudden he sees a jaguar, yeah. a jaguar, and it jumps at him and it like comes, like chases him, and then he falls down, and he thinks he's about to be eaten by this jaguar, and then they just end up like playfully wrestling. Uh, fun fact. But then you you cut back to the shaman watching him, and it's yeah, just Bill yeah. Pullman just rolling around giggling like a little like a little boy <laughs> on the jungle floor. Fun fact though, the jaguar, the cobra, and the tarantula that he interacts with in the movies. All real animals. Mm-hmm. That's Ugh, crazy. The tarantula part freaks yeah, me out, man. Yeah, yeah. But all real though. He actually like rolled around on the ground with a jaguar, and it was it was a very it was, it it was, was a very sh- young jaguar. You it can was, tell. I'm it was, sure it was, it was really small. Captivity raised and the whole deal. <clears throat> oh yeah, all the animals Even were still though. Yeah, craziness. Um. So, tell us a little bit more. Like, so after he after you establish what he does for the for a living. I mean, without giving too much away, if people want to see it. So he. Uh, they find out about this party powder, and they send him to Haiti. Party, 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 cocaine, party, <laughs> party powder. There was a lot of partying in this movie. That's true, there was because the the Haitians love to party while they're being possessed. They also love to stab themselves with needles and eat glass mm. and mm-hmm. <laughs> chew embers. Yeah, so uh, what, so strange. <laughs> so go ahead. What 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 else did you like about this movie? No, I love this movie. I uh, I will say this. I think that this might be my favorite Wes Craven movie. Honestly, uh, I love Nightmare on Elm Street, and 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 I know that's the classic. Mm-hmm. I think this is his best work, though. I really do. Yeah. I, it, it's a fantastic movie. It is really good. Uh, every bit of it too. And and it's funny. I mentioned Nightmare on Elm Street at the end of the movie. There's a part in the, in the climax era, part of the the third act. There's a part where he's running through a bunch of jail cells, and there's a bunch of arms reaching out of oh, the jail yeah. cells. Did that not remind you? Have you seen this before, Jay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So does that remind you of, of Freddy Krueger when he extends his arms out in the alleyway 
and he's got those really weird arms, like those crazy long arms. I can, I can see that. I didn't really because think about that at the time. I think but I... Because the arms coming out of the jail cells are all really extended. Like yeah. they're like five feet long coming out of the jail cell. Mm -hmm. And I'm just thinking myself like, oh, that's that's Craven. Like that, I, I see these two things. That, that's a Craven scene. Yeah, right that there, kind you know? of imagery for sure. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, the the whole movie though, I think I think the whole movie though is just the tone of it is great. I think that Bill Pullman was perfect for that role. I think that the subject matter was great. The supporting cast was great. Like this, like this is Wes Craven's best movie. I don't. Um, I, it really is. Yeah, I don't. I I just watched. Like I said, I just watched it today for the first time, and I really loved it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if I would say it's my favorite. It could be. It was really good. I mean, like I'd have to, I'd almost have to go back and compare it to some of his other yeah. classics, like Nightmare and stuff like it's that. It's just, it's so different too, like from a lot of his other stuff. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's just, I don't know. It works. It's like his, it was like his, um, his, his trying something new movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it was interesting too because it's, it's, uh, this is based off of a book that is su supposedly like a, a, a nonfiction retelling of I they they do say in like the credits or something that like you know a lot of this was fictitious but yeah. there's some of it that there really based was a dude real life account that there really was a dude that went to a country that came back with this zombie powder right and the US and like Switzerland both had some and they were they're testing it and they still to this day don't or at least in don't understand why it works came out right they have no idea why this stuff works and apparently there is something behind it. It's it's kind of creepy. Like there's you know you you weren't dealing with like the zombies weren't even the scary part of this movie. Not at all. You know they were just people. Mm -hmm. uh, it was what was really creepy is like the idea that there are parts of the world where this kind of like mysticism, mysticism yeah. and dark magic so it happens every single day. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty interesting to like get into the culture. You know, like they 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 showed a lot of about that culture that. Stuff that we would never know. Yeah. And who knows how much of it's made up just for the movie. But some of that stuff is real, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, those the beliefs down in those countries are crazy. Mm -hmm. That they believe not crazy not bad. Yeah. yeah but like, <laughs> like, like just so different from our own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like they're really they really do believe in this stuff, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, Serpent in the Rainbow. If you haven't seen it, I definitely check it out. It's uh it's a fantastic flick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, was great. it is on Nothing. 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 It's on DVD at my house. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want to borrow my laser disc, come see me. I'll you got it on laser disc too. I do. Nice. Uh, come see me. But. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's move on to Dead Snow. Uh, Dead Snow is a movie that you've been talking about for a while that I had never seen. Yeah, I watched it a long time ago. Yeah, and it's uh, and it's funny. I found myself in this movie. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, character of Erland. Oh, uh, Erland yeah. uh -huh. is, is me in every way, shape, and form. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right down to his horrible death. But before we get there, how about a synopsis? Uh, Dead Snow from 2009. It was directed by Tommy Vercola. I'm assuming that's how you say his name. I think so, yeah. Vercola. Uh, he also did Hansel and Gretel, yeah. What was it? Han Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters or something? Oh, the, he the did one that. with Jeremy Renner. He did that one? Yeah. Oh, shit. And then he did Dead Snow 2 as well. Okay. Um, a ski vacation turns horrific for a group of medical students as they find themselves confronted by an unimaginable menace. Nazi zombies. I mean, are there two, other, are there two words that just go, go together better? The Nazi zombies. Nazi zombies. It's the two Z's. Maybe that's what it is. Nazi yeah. zombies. Nazi zombies. <laughs> Nazi zombies. <laughs> it's it's something that can still roll off your tongue even when you've drank like a case of beer. 
and, nah, Nazi and, zombies. And, and persecuted a whole mess of people. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, we don't need to get into that. Um, yeah, so... Uh, so this this group of kids, they uh, just just like what I said, it's they're going out for a, a ski holiday in the mountains, mm-hmm. and it's in the middle of nowhere. There's no cell service. There's no roads. Like they basically they get to a, a certain spot with their car. One guy has a snowmobile. He hops on with all the luggage and stuff and says, "Just follow my tracks for the next 45 minutes, and yep. then you'll be to the cabin." Mm-hmm. And uh, and then that's where everything goes horrible. Sounds like a vacation that I kind of want to take. Yeah, to be honest. I, with well, you. It does. Yeah, it sounds really good. Like the whole time I'm thinking, man, if the Nazi zombies weren't there, this would be really sweet. I mean, I'll take Nazis or zombies, just not Nazi zombies. Yeah, just not you at know? the same time. That's the worst. <laughs> I can deal uh, with. I can deal with the rest. To me, I had to, I, like I rewatched this and I I forgot about the opening scene. And to me, the opening scene. Uh, sets the tone for the entire oh, movie. Oh yeah, the music behind that opening scene. Well, it's uh, it's it's a pretty famous song. It's called "In the Hall of the Mountain King," mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's just like this big booming like kind of fun orchestral song. Yeah. And uh, but it's it's set to a girl running for her life through the woods, you know, being chased by you don't know what at that point, but. You it's know, the it's movie's weird. About Nazi zombies, it's so. supposed to be scary. It just it, it, because of the music, it just can't. Be. I don't really think it's supposed <laughs> to be scary though. Like I said, it kind of sets the tone because this is a horror comedy. It kind of sets the tone for the entire movie. Yeah. Like it's it's a it's it's the type of scene you've seen in tons of movies. Like somebody running for their life from zo- from zombies. Except for when it's set to this kind of music, it makes it more. Uh, it was funny. Comedic. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, it's, yeah. A, it's a horror comedy. Right. Sure. So, uh, this is a Norwegian film, by yeah, the way. Right. So, this is, uh, if you don't like to read, this is not the movie for you. <laughs> I don't read words real it, good. So, it, it was actually originally supposed to be called Red Snow. Oh. Uh, there Ooh. was, there, I think there was a mini series or a TV show or something, um, ba- uh, based off of that. And it was going to be kind of following Snow. that line. I wonder if that has, because isn't, isn't the, the color red and Nazis? That's, well, there's something there, right? Well, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, red. I, I, I think when I think of red, I think of Russia. Russia. Yeah. And at the very end, there is a guy that has a sickle and a and hammer, a, and a hammer, <laughs> and he holds them up to attack the zombies. He like crosses them in front <laughs> yeah, of his yeah. chest. Like, so I wonder if maybe there was something to do with that. Oh, here yeah. it is. It was originally going to be called Red Snow as a homage to the Swedish Norwegian miniseries with the same name. Oh, well, there you so. go. Right on. There you go. Um, yeah, so these uh, these kids, they're all uh, medical students. They head up into the mountains, just having a good time, drinking beers, uh, making out, having bonfires, sledding you're, and stuff. You're a very typical group of the best-looking people in the world. <laughs> you are all medical students, except for one. His name is uh, Elrend. Erland. Erland. Yeah. And he is me. He's the best so character. I'm, I'm in the, he is the best character. Wait, but that's that's where it differs. <laughs> and also from the you. ugliest one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where it's the same. Ah, fuck you. Um, Elrond is great though. He's a <laughs> he's just his, a typical movie geek. He really is. And there's another chick there who is super fine. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> and she makes and she he he's talking about some movie. I forget what it was. And then she goes back and she goes. Actually, that's Evil Dead, and my heart just melted. Well, he goes, he goes, um, he says, uh, can anybody, because all he ever talks about is movies, yeah. and says says movie quotes in English and stuff like that, which is hilarious, in like perfect English, you know? He's speaking Norwegian the whole time, and then he jumps in with like a, a line from Indiana Jones, yeah. just in perfect English. 
But um, he says, who can tell me, who can tell me other movies that start with a group of kids, uh, like horror movies that start with a group of kids going to a remote cabin? Yeah. And so he, he says something. He, he knocks off a few, and then she comes in with. Uh, like actually, Evil Dead was such and such. Like, well, no, he says Evil Dead. No, she does. I I wrote this down because when I watched it, because I was impressed by it. I was oh. like, if a girl was telling me about a movie that was Evil Dead, my heart <laughs> would just melt. <laughs> okay, <laughs> melt. <laughs> um, and uh, and that comes into play later in the movie, though the the relationship between those two, mm-hmm. Stinky Finger. And, oh uh, God, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And uh, so like. So he's, I like I said, he's my favorite character. He's one that we can all relate to yep. because we're all a bunch of movie geeks. Absolutely. So, uh, and then there's, um, you know, the typical, there's like the, <laughs> I guess this isn't typical, but there's the guy who is a doctor or is going to be a doctor, Afraid but of blood. he has a phobia of blood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then his like hippie girlfriend with the dreads and yep. stuff. Then there's the, the hot chick that knows about movies. And then there's the... Cheerleader type chick, sort of the blonde. Which one was that? She was the blonde that was with the other dude. Yeah. Uh, they're 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 kind of just catch all characters, not fantasy. Yeah. There's there's a bunch of different like random. For some reason, I can't personalities remember. mixed into one. For some reason, I can't remember her. You're saying they would not hang out in high school. <laughs> well, these two <laughs> no, might actually. Yeah, these two might actually. No, they're all, yeah. they're all pretty similar. It, it it actually looks like a it's a pretty natural group of friends. But uh, they so they head up to the cabin. Everything's going fine. Uh, the girl from the beginning, you find out, is uh, actually the girlfriend of one of the guys. Yes. And she was supposed to meet them at the cabin, but she she insisted because she's a little more athletic than the rest of them. She was going to hike up into the mountains and ski to the cabin by herself. Yeah. Her boyfriend, who's at the cabin, is who I affectionately refer to as the Jared Leto-looking motherfucker. <laughs> Because he looks exactly like Jared Leto. Oh, no. Yes, I didn't he get does. that at all. Oh, really? Yeah, no. Oh, I thought from the get-go, the long hair. Oh, I guess, yeah. I guess we know which one Mike had his eye on. <laughs> you didn't? <laughs> um, yeah, but it, that's that's just... Uh, I, that seems like to me, if, if my girlfriend or my wife were like, why don't you guys go up? I'm going to take a treacherous ski trip by myself. I'm like, no, you're not. You're going to come with us. just seems like bad boyfriending. Um, so they get up into the cabin, they're kind of waiting for her, but they figure she's going to be there like that night or the next day or something. Um, and then they get a visitor. The Ahab? The Ahab. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, uh, the harbinger, <laughs> if you will, uh, in, in this, this drifter who's just kind of traveling through the mountains by himself. Which is weird. There's no backstory to this guy. There's no nothing. He's just I, a dude that shows up and then he's randomly in a tiny tent in isn't the that, middle of like a mountain. Isn't that kind <laughs> of the, isn't that, oh, the, not the Ahab. You're, the har- Harbinger. The Harbinger, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. the Ahab would be like the, we don't need to get into that. But, I always um, confuse the two. But there's there there very rarely is backstory to the harbinger you know like he's just some in every movie and this movie like a is a weird recluse yeah he's yeah. just some random guy with no backstory who tells the kids that they're all doomed you know you're all doomed, <laughs> doomed. <laughs> and this movie has a lot of that kind of stuff like like uh, it plays out in a very typical Yes. Horror movie kind of way for good. Well, I I think it's it's almost like Scream in the way that it's kind of self-aware because you have er, the Erlang character who is kind of saying things like that are He's, that yeah, are typical yeah. to horror the, movies. The first time they see him goes, "It's a zombie!" Yeah. Like he was the first person and to call him and that. And he says, "Don't yeah. get bitten! Don't get bitten!" When yep. he has no proof that they're zombies or that you can't be bitten by them. Again, me. 
right in that situation. <laughs> um, well, speaking of uh, speaking of the, the, that kind of stuff, though, and in callbacks to other movies, this movie was so heavily influenced by Evil Dead, and I'm mm-hmm. not just saying that because I'm a fan, but I noticed it because I'm a fan. So you have uh, the the cabin itself is set up very much like Evil Dead. Right. You have like the under under the floor type thing where there's yeah there's something, something spooky under, under the there. floor. Yeah. At the end, there's a weapons montage mm-hmm. where they take the things off and they do the quick uh, uh, snap zooms in. They like, actually do it like three or four times yeah, throughout the movie. What the uh, uh, the director of this movie, Tommy uh, Ricola, uh, he had to have been a massive Evil Dead fan. Oh yeah. Not only for him to put it in the movie that many times, but Come on, you know. Also, a huge uh, Peter Jackson fan because the guy wears a brain dead brain shirt, dead shirt. which I think is fantastic. He Nobody ag- mentions brain dead. Okay, and he actually uh, the way he dies is yes. a kill from brain dead as yep. well because has- this is uh, he gets pulled like basically through a window, and then one of the zombies puts his like sticks his fingers into his eyes. And then just pulls apart. Yeah, and then his brain just awesome. falls out onto the floor. He has the best kill of the entire movie. It was really opinion. good. Yeah, let's, it's, it's cool. Let's get to what happened before he got killed. Yeah, though. sorry for jumping the gun here. Well, no, I just want to talk about this stink finger part. Oh <laughs> God! Jay, we mentioned it before the show, and Jay's like, "What are you talking about?" We're like, "Just, just save it." I just want to say this. What? My notes I took while I was watching this movie. Yeah. This is what I have for the scene. The shitter scene. Period. Sucking finger. Period. <laughs> gross what the period. fuck <laughs> period so elrend goes to take a shit well, he announces that he's going to take a shit that's what i thought was pretty ballsy because i'm like you're sitting in a room with uh you know with ladies are present and 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 one of them that you're kind of into yeah and you just get up and you're like i'm gonna go take a shit <laughs> so he walks to the outhouse yeah there's an there's... outhouse it's like it's like probably 30 yards from the house or something like it's that it's your stereotypical moon like crescent moon cut or it's a heart i think actually in this one yeah but like you know the symbol card on the door or whatever so he's in there just, just dropping the kids off at the dropping pool, the deuce and she this super hot chick comes out and he's sitting on the pot, and she walks in, just starts straddling him. Well, first he he wipes. He, he does. does. He yes, does yes. wipe. He wipes with with said hand, <laughs> and then she just comes out and straddles him, and then takes the hand he just wiped with, and like takes the finger, and she goes to put it in his in her mouth, and he goes no 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 no, and then she puts it in her mouth anyway, and just sucks it like oh, oh god. <laughs> it was the first time I saw this, I was like what why? It's like that's that's akin to getting a blumpkin. Yes, that's like, that's actually like the, the blumpkin plus. I think is what that is. Oh, gosh, and then she <laughs> or pre- negative for her, and then they proceed to uh, to bang right there on the pot. Right there, the only thing that would have made that seem better. As if he would have like let out like a fart at the end of it. <laughs> I was waiting for it the entire time. Just like a little squeaker, like like maybe she didn't even hear it. <laughs> like they're going at it, and right as it comes to completion, it's like yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, we're so fucked up. My roommate though, my my roommate Jen was watching this with me. And I, I, I think she wanted to just vomit on the floor when this happened. <laughs> like, she sucked his finger, and it was that was game over. Like, that was the end of it. Oh, like, Jen's never done that before. Ah, uh, calling you out, Jen. <laughs> um, I, I really like this movie. Like, it, it was, as far as kills and stuff goes, the kills were awesome. Mm-hmm. The blood and gore was over the top, just like it should be in a Nazi zombie Nazi. movie. <laughs> Um, not, not, not zombie. What do you think of the zombies themselves? Well, they're very different than most zombies. They're they're intelligent zombies. Like yeah. they they knew what they were. Mm-hmm. They were very self aware, and they had memories. They had they could think. They could. 
They were zombies only in the fact that they were technically dead. Yeah. That's pretty much the only the, normal trait zombies they had. Just a little backstory on, on why these Nazis were in the hills of, uh, of Norway. Is, um, they were stationed at a, a camp nearby or something, or, or in a town nearby, and the colonel, Colonel Herzog, uh, was just vicious, and his whole his whole crew that was with him, they were just horrible to the people in town. And then they, they were also very greedy, so at one point in time, they asked everybody in town to, like, hand over all of their valuables. Yes. And then they hiked up into the mountains and hid the valuables and, uh, and presumably froze to death out there. Um... So they never really get into it, but like you know, the drifter at one point is explaining to them that some people say it's a curse that mm-hmm. keeps them around. They don't really explain why they became zombies. Right. They don't. Well, I, have you seen? Have you watched the second one? Because there's a sequel to this movie. No, I haven't. I wonder if in the second movie they actually explain a little bit more. I bet they might. I actually, I actually read that because um, these are different kind of zombies. Like mm-hmm. they don't eat flesh. They they use weapons. They're they can like well they still do eat flesh though because there's a couple of guys where they get them on the ground they bite them they bite them but they're biting them for the intention of of hurting them they're never actually like biting to eat the flesh oh, that's fair that's and uh i was reading that they were all they were based not only on like zombies that we know but also uh this Nor- norse folklore they're called draug Okay. Which I've actually read about Draug in the in the past. I don't know why I got into like reading about mythological characters at one, one point. One point in time. time, someone's like, "James, are you drunk?" No, I'm Draug. I'm Draug. I'm <laughs> so Draug right now. <laughs> well, Draug, they would uh, um, when somebody died, they would bury them in a sitting position in their tomb, and then uh, I don't, I can't remember all the details, but the Draug would basically they were they would wake up in the middle of the night and go out into town looking for valuables to bring back to their tomb. Okay. So that's kind of where, you know, where they cross. Because these are not only well, zombies, they're, but they're also a like, gar- yeah, they're guarding their valuables that it, yep. the kids end up finding. And uh, and then it's also got a little bit of a leprechaun feel to it. A little bit. Little you bit. know, because he's constantly on the hunt for his, his valuables. Like I said, though, the kills were awesome. Like it was the blood and gore was just like over the top. Um, yeah, I just thought it was a fun yeah. movie altogether. Something that I thought was really funny. Uh, you know, where the inspiration for this movie came from Mm-mm. the I, I'm assuming it was the director, writer, somebody who was behind the making of this movie was inspired by the Nazis on the Nazi zombies in Call of Duty World at War. Really? <laughs> and that was one of the first ones to have the Nazi or, or not Nazi, but the zombie mode in them. And that's where it came from. <laughs> when did when did that come out? I think that was probably early two thousands. Oh man, I didn't. I guess I didn't realize it was that long ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I'm probably I'm probably thinking of the zombies in Red Dead. Oh yeah, because that was what that, like yeah. 2010, yeah, 2011 yeah, or something like that. that. But uh, apparently, Nazi uh, zombies in video games have been around for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> inspiring the world go round. Did you have any favorite <laughs> parts of this movie? Um, my. Uh, well, we already talked about it. It was it was my man's oh, head just... rip open. Like that was the, my favorite part of the entire movie. Oh, really? So good, so good. I liked he uh, he some of the lines that I was talking about. So he dropped um he dropped a line from Die Hard. Yep. During a snowball fight, he says "Yippee ki yay, motherfucker." Um, and then when they find the treasure, this was my favorite one probably because they they like open the treasure and the the gold is shining on their faces, and he just goes. 
fortune and glory, kid, from Indiana Jones. And then the girl next to him starts to say it, too. Yeah. He says it, and then she says it in English, and then that's when they look at each other, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to bang in the outhouse later. I'm going to suck your shit finger. (laughs) And then he says, I'll be back from the Terminator. Suck your shit finger. That's going to be like an insult I'm going to throw at you from now on. Why don't you suck a shit finger? (laughs) Gross. Oh, good times. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, for, for me, like, the last half hour of the movie is my favorite when it's just an onslaught of Nazi zombies and just, like, all-out brutality. Absolutely. I, oh, I completely agree with you. There was also one death that was very reminiscent, I noticed, uh, to um, The Descent. Ooh, what's that? Um, I, I'm just going to spoil this one, but there's a part where the guy who was afraid of blood is now just murdering every zombie and these zombies are different in that like they also if they get stabbed in the neck they still have a heartbeat because the blood will like pulse out of their necks Mm -hmm. did you notice that i did i did um but so him and the other guy are being attacked by like just hundreds of zombies and they're just hacking and slashing and then he's really pissed after he after this attack so he's just smashing this zombie and then his girlfriend for some damn reason, quietly walks up behind him and puts her hand on his shoulder. Like, if a dude is in the middle of going yeah, berserk, don't do, don't do that. <laughs> and he quickly spins around and goes, boom, and, like, just swings at whatever just touched him. It was his girlfriend. Gets the axe right to yep. the neck. Yeah, just like, you're right. You're just right. like, uh, was that Juno that died like that? In, yes. No, but not Juno. It was Juno killed Juno killed the girl, other girl like, like that. that in the I descent. Was, I was just going to say, like, in Avatar that I just watched, there's yeah. a scene like that in Avatar oh, as there? well. Yep. Um, I, and I take it back. One of my favorite parts of this movie was not only that kill; it was the fact that they're trying to they're trying to whore, uh, uh, fend off the cabin. Whore? Of, they're trying to whore off. Whore off. <laughs> trying to fend off the zombies from the cabin, mm-hmm. and they have Molotov cocktails. And the guy goes to try to throw it out the window, <laughs> and he misses the window and throws it right at the interior wall. <laughs> There's like, the whole cabin on It's fire. a huge window, and he's standing two feet away from it, and he throws it directly at the wall next to the window. <laughs> I lost it by that part. <laughs> so funny. Uh, yeah, it was. that's a great movie. I, I highly recommend it. I've been recommending it to you for yeah, so years, I, and you finally got around to it. It takes so. a show. It James. takes a show. All right, so let's move on to a uh, an Italian horror film. Okay. All right. The Italian the horror film. The really is the Italian horror film, yeah. in all fairness. Uh, of course, we're talking about Zombie or Zombie 2 or Zombie Flesh Eaters, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Oh, see, I know the I know the whole Zombie 2 thing. I don't know the Flesh Eaters thing, Flesh though. Eaters was just another title for another region. Okay. That's all. Uh, Directed by Lucio Fulci. Lucio Fulci. Lucio Fulci. That's a fun name to say. Lucio Fulci. Lucio Fulci. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lucio Fulci directed this movie called Zombie or Zombie 2, depending on where you lived. Uh, we'll get into that in a minute. But uh, the synopsis of this flick is strangers searching for a young woman's missing father arrive at a tropical island where a doctor desperately searches for the cause and cure of a recent epidemic of the undead. Oh, no. <gasps> Dun, dun, dun. Now this movie. Well, let, let's get into the title real quick. The whole oh, that God. whole debacle. Okay. All right. So I this mo- this movie was released in 1979. Correct. Um, under the title Zombie. Uh, there was a there was another little. Well, it was it was originally supposed to be called Zombie. Yes. There was another little film that came out in the states called Dawn. 
of the Dead. Maybe you've heard of it before. Dawn of the Dead? Dawn of the Dead. Not Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead? <laughs> Dawn! Dawn of the, of the Shut Dead. Shut up, everybody. <laughs> um, so, when George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead was released in Italy... It, it, was, it, it was recut by Dario Argento. Italian, Italian, from my understanding, Italian, Italian film goers uh, did not, uh, you know, it, Italian film was very different than American mm -hmm. film, is, yeah. is my point. Uh, Dario Argento cut out a lot of the humor, he cut out a lot of the lightheartedness, and, yeah. he, and replaced the score, like a lot of the, the, the more lighthearted score, with um, a band named Goblin that, mm. had done, yeah. that has done a ton of Argento films. Yeah. He basically made the film less of the light-hearted zombie film that Romero made mm -hmm. and more of a action-packed, dark zombie movie right. that Italian audiences were, I don't know, more used to getting, but you know, more in line with their tastes, right. so to speak. And when it was released in Italy, it was called Zombie. Zombie. Z-O-M-B-I. So the, uh, the studio who, who did Lucio Falci's uh, well, the producers yes. who did Lucio Fulci's movie, Zombie, thought we might as well cash in on this American movie because it was having a great deal of success yes. at the time and decided to call Fulci's movie Zombie 2. Which Fulci's movie was originally just called Zombie. Right. And that's it. Right. Um, but yeah, they wanted to they capitalize on the success. And they, they've done this before too, though. Even the Evil Dead series had this. There's a, an uh, Evil Dead came out. And in Italy, there's a series of movies called La Casa. Mm -hmm. So there's La Casa three, the four, house. and five. It's the house basically, oh. uh, and it's but they're sequels to the Evil Dead series. Nowhere else in the world but in Italy. Really? Yeah, it's, that's weird. It's weird, yeah. So well, they actually did this without Lucio Fulci's permission. Or yeah, anything, he didn't know so. about it. <laughs> uh, a lot of people, but it probably that... turned out to his advantage, right? I mean, did it make the film a bigger success because I they were would, cashing in on that a bit? I would imagine so. Right. Um, so anyway, that's that's the whole debacle with that. I didn't yeah, know about the weird. flesh eaters thing. No, that that was just, just a another... name for it in another territory. Or right something on like that, yeah. So, but, um, um, how did you like this movie? Um, I I did like it. This is the movie that I I thought that I had never seen. Okay. And then turns out that I I had I'd seen at least most of it. Um, especially like as I was as I was watching it, especially some of the more famous scenes popped up and I'm like, like oh yeah like something with a shark like something having to do with a shark yeah <laughs> Th see that that scene alone makes this movie for me like where else has there ever been another movie where a zombie fights a shark um no no there has not been maybe like a shitty sci-fi movie keep or something in mind, this but... came out in like 1978 right uh, Jaws, 79 79 Jaws had just come out a few years prior yeah so the idea of having a shark in your movie was a no-brainer <laughs> so let's have a zombie Fun shark. <laughs> Should redo it with like a Sharknado zombie land mix. <laughs> where, where, where it's like sharks and zombies flying in the yeah. NATO. Zombie Sharknado. I think you're on Sharks something. are zombies. Oh. There it is. That sounds it. stupid now. Wait five years. It's it, And then you go back to it's uh, because that shark, the shark that fights the zombie bites off his arm. He does. So maybe he gets infected by the blood. Then done. Creates a zombie shark. So he goes around sharkies. scavenging other so sharks. So this is going to then... be this is going to be a side sequel to another long going series, which was a side sequel to another long going <laughs> series. Yes. <laughs> um. Overall, though, I, I liked it. It was. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of a slow build. 
It is. It's, I so it kind I, of it all it all culminates in the end. And this, like when I, I mean, said earlier, this is like one of the classic cases of like the sh- the shambling, like just ridiculously slow zombies. Yes. These are the types of zombies that you should not be eaten by. Because they're so easy to escape. Yeah, really. It's like you look at the people and you're like, what? Like, yeah, how, like, did you, how, did, how did that happen? You literally just stood there and let him cross the room here's, to here's, come to you. No! No! <laughs> you're going to eat me! Oh! It's, it's like it's it's almost frustrating to watch yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it is. I agree. I, I feel like I need to speak on this movie a little bit in arcane terms, though, because I watched it on good old LD again. Oh, my gosh. Second movie of the uh, of the episode for just, LaserDisc. Just <laughs> knock it off. Uh, I will say this. The uh, side A, mm-hmm. not, not a huge fan of. Where, not where a do, huge fan. Where does side A end? 50%. Well, <laughs> I mean, like, what part of the movie? Uh, halfway through, because, and the way, well, the way that I say it, I, I know halfway through, I mean, like, give me a scene, like, give you know, me a scene no, for five reference. five-tenths of the way. It's right, it, uh, it, it's, it's before, oh, it's before all of the main zombie-eating parts start. Okay. Like, side two, basically, is where all of what everybody loves happens. Yeah. And I feel like, like, it's funny, this movie, Fulci is renowned director you know what i'm saying like he is he's world renowned like mm-hmm. he's one of the best in, in in this genre of filmmaking um and and i often wonder if it's because people are remembering more of the gore from these movies than they are the actual filmmaking like the actual story and everything else mm-hmm. because quite frankly this is the first time that i'd watched it even though i'd heard about it for years and oh years you'd and never years. seen it before no i've owned copies of it yeah never seen it though huh. um honestly god like I was a little bit confused by the beginning of it. It's a little bit hard to follow. And that's also Italian filmmaking for you, too. Well, it's a, I mean, the the beginning and the end, the scenes that take place in New York, those were added after the fact to, 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 capitalize to further on, capitalize yeah. on the Romero movie. So uh, that, that might have had something could, to do with it. That could be why like it's a bit confusing. Like, I get it. Uh, a girl, a, a ship shows up at a dock or whatever and uh, it's it's a girl's dad so she goes looking for him they go to this island <clears throat> where there's another doctor that's trying to research why the dead are coming back to life that's essentially the synopsis mm-hmm. of it um, and so I get it I mean there's a story that you can follow but it, like it seems like the setup to the story is a little bit fragmented you know like the, it's, it's not really a good flow throughout the whole thing yeah and I know that people absolutely love this movie I'm not as big of a fan of it as other people are though that's made it's also made worse by the editing and stuff too well sure it's, it's, yeah it's the whole package it, was, it really seems like it was kind of chopped together you know absolutely now that being said though well, I, the I, gore I, I, effects I was gonna say is this is this a case of uh, well they don't have the MPAA over there do they they have something else oh this movie was was banned it was for a long time like yeah. uh, it was part of the video nasties and, right. and, and, and whatnot. so um, I mean it did have an eventual release I'm sure but you know yeah um, um, so I mean, so did you? Did you have any parts about the movie? Overall, you weren't super impressed. Did you have any parts of the movie that re- you really liked, though? Well, one of the parts that really stuck out to me is uh, it's on the the cover of the movie is a, a it's a very kind of iconic at this point. It's yeah. zombie's face, the maggots in the eyes, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that when you look down at the neckline, you can see the actor's skin. Mm-hmm. Like, and I always thought that was very, very strange, right? Come to find out from watching the movie, since I had never actually seen it, it's actually he's wearing a coat. 
it's not his skin. It just looks like that because of the, the color tones oh. of the photo. You can actually see, like Justin's looking at it right now, you can see a collar around his neck. Yeah. To me, it always just looked like that was like skin like peeling up. Yeah. But he's actually wearing a coat. <laughs> like it, I always thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, like and actually we might have mentioned that in a previous episode, yeah. like a while back. I think where we, we did. Yeah. I think we did. So, um, but so yeah, now they, we're correcting ourselves. <laughs> well, there you go. This is one of those movies where back back in the day, I would go to like Best Buy of all places, and they would have the American version of Zombie on right. the store. So, so this was the movie that my eye always went to because of how grotesque that guy's face was. Yeah. I was always drawn to it. Never saw it, though, until... 31 years old got finally watching it it's how grotesque the face is uh contrasted with the the weird font that they used for the for the title it's like like, yeah it's like bright red and like this big almost like comical looking font it's such a weird choice but but your but your eye goes straight for it you know but it's not zombie it's Zombie! Zombie! <laughs> like it's, it's it's very bold and just right in your face. I did really like the I liked the design of the zombie. Like the zombies looked awesome in this movie because they looked like they oh, had been yeah. buried oh, for yeah. a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah, did they great. ever Did they ever come to a, an ultimate conclusion as to why the zombies were? I don't believe so. I can't rem- I can't remember. I I just watched it yesterday and I for the life of me I can't remember. But. Uh, yeah, I just I I thought it was cool. I I actually I thought it was weird because they looked they looked like they were always walking with their eyes closed. Yeah. And then I read that this was these were modeled off of again like more like Haitian zombies, mm-hmm. which is a little different from what we were talking about earlier because yeah, they were actually rotting and stuff. But typically, when you talk about apparently in Haitian folklore, they walked slow. They had their heads down. Their eyes were closed. Which was kind of interesting, so they were basically just kind of seeking seeking people through like what sound or just like a, I or I, even just like a like a almost like a magnetism like they just sense flesh around them or I something like that. I think they like just that. sense the flesh. Yeah. yeah, I think that's all it is. I think sense, it's just a sense the flesh, a, a sick sense. <laughs> Get it? Get it? <laughs> <laughs> what I noticed, one of the things I noticed uh, it was. Um, I can't remember. The actor's name is Al Cliver. I can't remember the name of it. He was the blonde guy. He was the guy where uh, when the doctor and the and the, the the guy's daughter went to rent the boat, he was the guy that they rented the boat oh, from. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like they were traveling with him sure. and his wife or whatever, sure. who was always swimming naked for some reason. I, I mean, guess that's what you there, do when you're in Italy, right? Is there any other way to do it? <laughs> Just, like who scuba dives naked, though? I you actually, got that, I, I swim you with got the that strap on. going right up. I swim right with the top bottoms, bottoms off. That's how I do it. That's <laughs> trying to catch fish. <laughs> just, or spear fishing. I, I, I think I got a bite. <laughs> um, no, I just noticed throughout the movie that he just gets viciously sunburned. Did you notice that? <laughs> no, I did not. Maybe it didn't come through on the standard or on the stellar quality of the LD. But when I was watching it, like there's a there's a part where he's down in the water. I'm like, oh man. Like this guy must have. Getting so sunburned. Well, I, well, you know, you're doing take after take after take out in the sun. It's like he was, ba- he was redheaded, and people with red hair and white skin, you got to put that sunscreen on. And I'm just like, terrible. by the end of the movie, it looks like a tomato. It's terrible. <laughs> they probably shot it over the course of like, like in in sequence over the course of like five days. Uh-huh. So he's probably just getting fried every day. They're out in that water. <laughs> Put some sunscreen on, man. 
Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's that's Zombie. Yeah. A lot of people love that movie. Um, I didn't hate it. I don't think that I love it as much as the rest of the po- population does. Yeah. You know. Um, maybe yeah. I, maybe I need to see it again. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 not against watching it again. Like I thought it was entertaining and everything, but it's definitely like not my favorite zombie movie ever. People love that movie because of the gore and the gore only. Yeah. And we didn't even get to it. There's a ton of gore in this movie. There's great gore in this movie. Yeah, actually, uh, one of like one of the best kills that I remember seeing as a kid. This was one of the ones that like popped up in my mind as we were watching it. But that this was one of the frustrating ones because the girl could have easily gotten away. But she, uh, one of the zombies, crashes through a door that has like those wooden slats, like the, yes. like yep. the shutter yep. slats, and then one of them is pointed toward her, oh, and God. he just he slowly pulls her toward it, and then like you just see it slowly go into her eye, and then it goes like all the way in, and then he, and it doesn't cut away, and either. then he yanks like, her away, and then it like breaks off yeah. in her eye, and then the, he pulls her out through the window. Don't put my eye into no, oh, no, no, it's happening. Oh, you're putting my eye into <laughs> it's, it's all like, happening. Yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> agonizingly slow deaths in this like, movie. Like they like didn't do anything. Like like start flailing around like a fish. Like, well, and anything. the and the chick that was always swimming naked. Like, like that it was the famous zombie the one from the cover that yeah. kills her she watches him rise up out of the ground this whole thing takes like 65 seconds yeah it's, and it's, she's <laughs> just she's just sitting there not screaming or anything just looking at him and then he gets up and just offs her right away yeah it's, <laughs> it's like not the smartest do, people just do movie. something run or something i don't know Anyway, that is Lucio Zombies. Lucio Zombies. <laughs> Lucio Zombies. <laughs> Rob Zombies. Lucio <laughs> Fulci. <laughs> that was Lucio Fulci's Zombie from 1979. All right. So let's go into. Um, how about another zombie movie? <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Are, yeah. All right. I'm into it. So so here's one that's. Uh, we said that all these movies we watched are very different. And this one is, again, very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to basically go into a. a drama essentially yeah that is a zombie movie mm-hmm. uh by the name of maggie from 2015 Did starring you, i think you pronounced that wrong maggie i think it's maggie <laughs> maggie <laughs> oh, maggie maggie get to the chopper you're becoming a zombie <laughs> come with me if you want to live wait you're already dead <laughs> Cookie Monster again. <laughs> Don't even care. Uh, so this is starring the one and only Jim Belushi. That's the one. That's it. Arnold. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold, baby. And yeah, Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger and Abigail, Abigail Breslin. Breslin. Mm-hmm. Oh, chinks. There you go. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it, this, it's funny that. Well, it really have, wasn't funny at all. Actually. No, it's funny that you have zombie movie and Arnold Schwarzenegger together, and it ends up being probably one of the best zombie dramas I've ever seen. Yeah, it's I mean it's really it's first and foremost it's like a father and daughter drama. It's, yeah, oh absolutely. Uh and it was pretty it hits pretty heavy. It like really does. I'm there's not, a there's a lot of uh emotional content here. It's crazy. Completely agree. Um synopsis, uh teenage girl in the Midwest becomes infected by an outbreak of a disease that slowly turns the infected into cannibalistic zombies. During her transformation, her loving father stays by her side. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so tell me, uh, let me ask you this when you were watching it, um, so she ends up in a, uh, medical center in the beginning of the movie, Abigail Breslin. Like a quarantine area. A quarantine area. Um, did you get the idea that she ran away from home? 
Or was she just out and got bit? Because to, Schwarzenegger to me, was looking for her, her father was looking for her for two weeks. Well, the 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 movie started off with a, a phone message where she was saying, you know, I'm gone. Don't come looking for me. Because I think I think what happened is she got infected, mm-hmm. she got bit, and infected, and she knew that you know I'm gonna turn. And what kind of quality of life is that for my family to have See, to take what, care of me? Yeah, that's why I wasn't sure. So of. I think she, she ran away. She, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. like just to try and be less of a burden on her family. Fair enough, fair enough. But he's a loving father, so he went after her. Fair enough. And uh, searched for her for two weeks, and then that's where the movie kind of starts, is him looking for her, and he finds her in this uh, medical center quarantine sure. area. He, he clearly knows a lot of people there because they give him a lot of leeway. Right. They say she's pretty she's pretty far along in her... Uh, they normally would not let the, that somebody at this stage go. Right. But because it's him... So the doctor basically yeah. tells him, like, you, you, there's a few things, telltale signs you need to watch out for. Uh, like, she will lose her appetite, uh-huh. but then she'll get it back again. And once she starts getting her appetite back again, that's... Smells the meat. Yeah. And and then he said also a, a heightened sense of smell is um, a telltale sign. So basically when she starts smelling human flesh and thinking that it smells pretty damn good, it's time to get her... Which, that's yeah. that in itself, that whole thing is so terribly sad because he's taking his daughter home with the knowledge that he's going to have to take her back to a quarantine and just never see her again yeah. at some point. Yeah. That's much. sad. That's pretty really much. sad. Um, it's a really sad movie though. Yeah. Like it's funny. You, you, you think, you think zombies, you think action, you think horror, you think all these other things. And little, little do you know that like the horror genre can have this other side to it yeah. that is completely like heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. And that's what this movie is. Um, and absolutely. I think it's a horror movie. I really do. Yeah, it's an it's a very different type of horror movie. Well, yeah, but um, but I I think that I it, mean it's it's probably what we've described movies before as like dramas with horror aspects. I mean it's 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 a drama. This is all. It's a I, drama. Me, it's a drama is, written around uh something horrifying. This is yeah. See, well, see, to me, this is a horror movie that only focuses on the dramatic aspect of what is going on. Yeah. Because outside well, of the other yeah, world, I'm sure yeah, guess, other horror movies are going on. You yeah. Know? Like, well, no. I mean, there, there's... there's a, At one point, he is uh, out looking for her because she runs out into the woods or something. Yeah. And they come across two people from a family who lives on... You know, they live out in the middle of the sticks. Yeah. They're kind of... There's no neighbors around them or anything. But he comes across two of his neighbors out in the woods who clearly are like fully transitioned at this point into zombies that's scary they're they're like really oh god the little girl they are zombies the little girl was i saw her and i was like that she's so creepy and then at the same time i was like god it's so sad too because she was like just this tiny little thing yeah just standing there and you could tell that he didn't want to do what he no, had to do. But he knew he had to. But he to, knew though. he had yeah, to. It was, yeah, it was awful. It's like one of the things we had to separate the fact that this is not this person anymore, mm-hmm. and I need to protect me and mine. And then, and then you find out later in the story. Sorry, not to give too much away, but like uh, his, that guy's wife, that guy who turned into the zombie, she comes to see uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character Wade, and basically tells him, "Our daughter was infected." And my husband went and stayed with her in that room, knowing full well that he was going to become infected too. But yeah. he wasn't just about to send her. her to a quarantine sure. or just leave her to die on her own. So which it's plays into the whole really heavy. Which plays into the whole like the aspect of Schwarzenegger's character 
is he knows that he's expected to bring his daughter to quarantine, but he won't do it. Right. He absolutely will not do it. Which brings me to my favorite part about the movie, and that is this is Arnold Schwarzenegger's this is Arnold Schwarzenegger's best dramatic acting role of his career. Yeah. I mean, do you disagree? No, I, I, said, I mean, he, I hasn't, he hasn't had a ton of, you know, he's most known for action and a little bit of comedy and stuff. I, I can't okay. think of, can you think of any just straight drama? Okay, fine. Let me rephrase said? that. Let me rephrase that. This is Arnold Schwarzenegger's best acted role of his career. Hmm. I'm serious. I'd have to, I he's mean. He's incredible. In yeah, he's really good. And uh, and you're and you're saying that he's never done that many dramatic performances. Well, most actors are probably they're, they're graded on their dramatic performances. Right. You don't win Oscars for comedy usually. You don't win them for horror. Well, usually. you do if it's for like best actor in a comedic role. <laughs> okay, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> AKA Matt Damon in The Martian. You remember? You remember that whole <laughs> bullshit? The you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Though. You get what I'm saying though? Like most accomplished actors are accredited because of their dramatic performances. Right. This is his best of. This is his best. This is performance. his swan song. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And and the craziest thing about it is Schwarzenegger. Guess how much he got paid for this movie? I mean, I do you want me to actually guess? Or, or do you know or, it? Or, <laughs> I know it. <laughs> he got paid zero dollars for this movie he fell in love with the script and did not take a cent from it because it was such a micro budget movie mm -hmm. that's awesome that's really cool and it's crazy that he turns in his greatest performance basically on like a love project you know what i'm saying and and to and you know like we're we're talking him up about his role but for this movie to be on a micro budget it looked really good it, it looked really good yeah, yeah. um I kind of like the fact that uh, they called the the zombies necroambulus, mm -hmm. which is d basically like nec oh, necro's dead. Necro means obviously. dead, and yeah. ambulus like som somnambulism, you know, like is sleepwalking. Necroambulus yeah. is dead walker. Is that where the which term I thought was pretty ambulance comes from? Moving very fast? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it makes sense. I, d I, d I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll look it up. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I thought everybody was really great though. Abigail Breslin was really good. Yeah, in she was it, really good. I'm I'm not typically like she's not my favorite actress in the I world. I read that Chloe, uh, Chloe, um, Chloe, Chloe Moretz, Grace, Chloe Grace, Grace was like, Chloe Grace. Yeah, uh, she was actually up for the role as well. Yeah, and I think she actually would have been really good too. She would have been good. Both but Abigail, choices worked. Yeah, fine. Abigail Breslin did a really good job though. Mm -hmm. And then just by the end of the movie, I mean. You know, the ending is pretty heart-wrenching, too. It really, really that, is. The part leading up to the very end, like, there's there's a part where uh, he kind of... She's she's almost full transition. Yeah. Like, almost a zombie. That's another thing about this movie, and too, he is just the kind zombie... Of, the transition takes a long time. Really well, long time, A lot time, of zombie yeah. movies, you get a few, few minutes or whatever, you're <clears> a zombie. This one, it weeks right it's like really at, long at one out. point she goes like she's been holed up in her house for so long because she's kind of depressed about the fact that she's turning into a zombie and stuff and her friends keep calling her mm -hmm. so she finally decides to go out and just be a kid again with her friends and they're at this bonfire or whatever and one of the other kids there is also he's going mid-transition like he's been bitten he's boyfriend oh right like. that's right yeah, yeah. So it was pretty interest a pretty interesting take on zombies for sure. Yeah, I, but the part at the end where he get he kind of just puts his trust in her, he's sleeping or pretending to sleep at the time. Yeah, and I was just like that whole like two or three minutes. I was like, oh shit, what's gonna happen? Yeah, 
It was it was pretty tense. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, this was directed by a guy named Henry Hobson. This is his first. This is his directorial debut. Yeah, great job. What a hell of a directorial debut. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'll be uh, definitely interested to see what he comes out with next. Absolutely. If you if you have not seen Maggie, I I can't recommend it highly enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you don't like dramas, then maybe you're not going to like it. But if you have any taste in movies, you will like this. <laughs> you, you will like this play. Yeah, definitely don't go into it thinking that it's a, a oh, zombie. it's a zombie movie. Yeah, it's, it's, like, no, yeah, no, it's not. It's not, a, it's not a zombie movie in the way that you think it is, but it's definitely a good movie. It's not a it's not a zombie movie like that, but it's, it's not a zombie. But it's definitely a zombie movie. It is. <laughs> like, yeah. It's the best way to describe it. Yeah. Um, all uh, right. So what yeah, are we uh, what are we gonna end on here, James? Uh, let's end with um, a, a juggernaut. Oh, juggernaut. The juggernaut that is Train to Busan. Oh. Okay. Now, this is a new movie. It just came out last year in 2016. Directed by Sang Ho Yen. Uh, or Yen Sang Ho. Do you have it written yeah. the opposite way? Uh, on IMDb, it yeah. is written as Sang Ho Yen. Oh, I'll be. Well, I, I think... Know, I know that in, in Asian in, culture, it's like last name first, though. Yeah, so, so I'm Yang assuming Yen is probably yeah. the the last name. Yeah. Anyway, this is his, it's his first live-action yep. film. He's done nothing but animated yeah, films animated up to this director. point. Um, it's about a father named Sak Woo with uh, not much time for his daughter, because uh, he's a workaholic. Um, his daughter, Suan. Uh, they're boarding the KTX, a fast train that shall bring them from Seoul to Busan. But during their journey, the apocalypse begins and most of the Earth's population becomes flesh-craving zombies. While the KTX is shooting towards Busan, the passengers fight for their lives and lives, or fight for their families and lives against the zombies and each other. This this movie was crazy because you're talking about a zombie outbreak on a tiny little train you know what it reminded me of the first time did you ever play goldeneye for double uh for n64 yeah. and there's the train the train who, level though who the hell where you're going it? through the different trains oh and there's like trains. Car- yeah this movie reminds me of like the live action zombie movie of that yeah for sure because it's it was it, awesome because essentially uh sakwu and suan get separated at one point mm-hmm. um well because so she she wants to go see her mom for her birthday. They're separated. The fa- the mom and dad they're yep. separated. And she wants to go see her mom in Busan. Yes. And uh, um, so he agrees to take her. And shortly after they get on the train, stuff starts to go down. Sure. And uh, and they end up they end up having to leave the train and try to get to a, a safer place. And they get separated and then end up back on the train except for they're separated by what was it like uh, it's like fif- uh five, 15 five or six nine, yeah so something like that yeah yeah so six cars and so it's just i mean the majority of the movie is just him and uh a couple other people trying to make their way through those six cars this, to get to their loved ones this whole father or this whole father this whole movie is the story of a father trying to get to his daughter both emotionally and physically that's what this movie yeah, is yeah that's that's a um, great way to say it actually it really is and uh, i'll be honest with you this is i think marks the very first movie that is a zombie movie mm-hmm. i fucking cried twice during oh, this movie. i'm not kidding you <laughs> dude I, I watched half this movie at work i'm sitting at work watching this on my laptop and my eyes are welling up in some of these scenes. Which parts? The girl that plays the daughter yeah. is one of the most incredible child actors I've ever seen in my life. She's really good, yeah. Like, she is so emotionally draining. Mm-hmm. It is incredible. Especially the end. 
every part like i'm not i'm not even afraid to admit this like this movie hits harder than any zombie horror movie should ever hit like Mm -hmm. it's so good it's it's there's a reason that this movie is so highly spoke of too and i I get it now like this i i (laughs) I just want to keep saying it over and over it's incredible right after right after i watched this movie i uh i was reading an unrelated article or some kind and this popped up and on a list of overhyped movies I was like, oh, I was no, like, no, God, <laughs> you, no. I was like, you didn't watch the same movie then because it was yeah. awesome. I mean, did you not find yourself in that same position though? Uh, crying? Like, was not crying, but like welled up a little oh, bit. Oh, de- it definitely was like there was some really like effective emotional parts. Yeah, for sure. But it to me like it, it those parts, those parts were amazing. But it so much action coming at you from so many de- directions at so many different times yeah. it's like it was hard for me to like really get sucked up in those moments i also cry at like dove commercials that's so, true yeah <laughs> in all fairness maybe i'm not the best person mike's getting it. really emotional in his old age i love that so <laughs> um, um no but the zombies are fucking sweet in this yeah. too like they're like they're awesome the, the way they this, can tort this was another one where some I was, of my favorite things this ever. was another one where i was wondering if they had hired like gymnasts and dancers to play the roles they had to have. because some of the way that like the way that these people would move their body like there was one part where one of the zombies uh he wanted to look behind him and instead of turning around and looking behind him he bent like halfway backwards and then once he saw what was behind him, then he snapped upright and turned yeah. around and started running. I was like, holy shit, it's that like, looks it's freaky. Like the, it's like the crazy dance moves that you see on like America's Got Talent. Right. That's what these zombies were doing. Mm-hmm. If you catch what I'm saying, like, they do those weird things you don't normally see where they're contorting themselves mm-hmm. and they're flipping around. Like, or like That's uh, what they do. Well, and these, these, these zombies too, they were the, like the kind that, I mean, I don't think any zombies really have any... Uh, like self-preservation instincts but these guys like there was one who fell off the top of one of the trains and when he when he falls he falls in a way that his arm gets broken behind his head yeah so then he's just running with his arm (laughs) behind his head like this it's just like really creepy stuff but my favorite character had to be uh um the pregnant woman's husband. husband. Oh, God, he was so, so awesome. I loved him. Yeah. Not a, honestly. He, I first think of all, he, he was, was more the main character to me than I think the actual father was. He he had a better character in he, my opinion. Oh, he was a great character. I loved he, him. Like you didn't know, you couldn't get a good read on him at first. When when the little girl first comes in contact with him, I was I was like, I don't I don't know if he's kind of a creeper they're, or something. They're like, the I, parents I didn't know that what little, was going on. They're the parents that the main girl should have had. That's really what probably, it was. Probably, yeah. I mean, yeah. the mom eventually, like, sort of kind of took her in as her own when right. they realized she was separated from her father. Like, they took her in, you know? like. But this guy, first of all, he's dressed like a stud. I don't know what he was wearing. He's got, like, this... Like, I, I wish he's I could... He's got a scarf. He's got, like, white pants and the blue sport coat and then, like, the scarf on. Oh, he's the Chris Jericho of zombies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, man, this guy looks like a stud. And then he's, and then once he gets going and he starts, like, fighting the zombies, I was like, kind of a Damn, this guy's a He takes his jacket badass. off, though, and I'm like, is, oh, he like huge. is he a UFC fighter? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, he's huge. <laughs> well, actually, right, uh, the, uh, the, the main character, the dad, yeah. he was his... That guy was his personal trainer in real life. Oh, really? Yeah, so he's oh, a personal trainer in real life and like a stuntman and stuff like that. Or a stunt coordinator or something. Sure, sure. But yeah, he's just massive and a, just like a total badass, but he's also the funniest character. Really is. Like he just... 
He he'll just deliver of, like little one-liners every once in a while. Speaking that, of funny, you know we've mentioned in uh, when we're talking about Asian horror movies before, like like a lot of times they have like this weird quirkiness to them that American audiences are not used to. Yeah. Train to Busan, I was very shocked by how much it was, for lack of a better way of saying it, westernized. Yeah. Like, it played out like an American movie. Yeah. It did not have a lot of the... It didn't, it didn't have any of the quirks, the dialogue, the weird humor, like... Right. Anything that you would associate typically with Ahor was not there at all. Yeah. It was very much an American movie, just in a different language. Yeah, I noticed that, too. Um, And, and being an American, Ooh. I found it way more accessible... You know, as, as a as a viewer, are you being a racist? No, no. It's just, <laughs> shut up. I'm just not. I'm. I, I don't watch a lot of a horror movies. Though, so when I see them, they can be a little bit jarring at times. I'm not. It's culture shock. Yeah. This one did a really good job of, of blending the two together, though. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think that's one of the reasons. That was one of its strengths. Is that it? It doesn't matter who you are. You can watch this movie and get everything out of it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And like you said, it had a little bit of every, like, there was comedy, there was tons of action, there was, uh, aside from the zombies, there was that one character who, there was, like, I wouldn't even, the zombies were just driven by their instincts, so I wouldn't even really consider them the antagonists. There was the main antagonist, who was that dickhole that tried to keep them out of their, out of his car, you remember? Uh It was like, he was... He was purposely playing on the fear of everybody else in that car to keep himself safe. Yeah. Because he was saying, oh, these people are infected. We can't let them in here. And then once they got into that train and, like, everybody seemingly was in one car and safe together and everything, he rallied everybody to kick them back out. Because, yeah, he's a piece of shit. Because he was so self-preserving, you know? He was, he was a- an asshole. And then, and then he was the cause of... Several other deaths later on, because he would just be like running, and then he would throw somebody in front of well, a zombie. Did you notice that uh, in the credits, that actor's name he was credited as Trump? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, <laughs> true though. Uh, anyway though, no. Um, did you notice? I, I, I almost said, "Are you serious?" And then I was like, "Wait, this is just Mike trying to be funny." <laughs> nope. Did you notice? You're not gonna hook me in. Did you notice the the um how much Nintendo there was in this movie? No. He buys her a Wii in the beginning. Oh yeah. And then she's got a big 3ds on the train. Oh yeah. I'm I'm, I'm watching. I'm like, did Nintendo sponsor this movie? <laughs> I always thought for a second, like it's South Korean. It's not Japanese. Did you look into it at all? No. I oh. just wonder. I just wonder. <laughs> no. I jotted it down in my in my notes. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, did you have any uh, favorite parts of the movie? Um, favorite parts of the movie. I really liked in the beginning, the fir- the very first zombie that you see. I got a good chuckle out of this. The very first zombie that you see is on the train. Mm-hmm. And he's contorting and flopping around. All He's falling to the ground. He's banging up against things, whatever, right? And the very first zombie is a woman. Well, or, or, or the, yeah, a woman. The first zombie is my point, though, on the oh, train. Yeah. Okay. Is that this this zombie is is flopping around, causing a ruckus. Nobody <clears throat> notices. I know. <laughs> Absolutely. He's she's bouncing off seats. Nobody's paying any mind. Uh-huh. Falls to the floor. Like, no one cares. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I saw a person who was, you know, floating around doing their <laughs> zombie thing, I'm pretty sure that I would take notice to that. I don't know, though, because it, when you go, like, you go to a big city like uh, like New York and go into the subway, like people do some weird shit on the subways and everybody just keeps their head down. It's well, just because it's like par for the course. You're bound to see some crazies. Somebody on a, on a has train, to you know? notice though because those Even, people always end up on YouTube. That's true. 
So somebody has to notice those people. Yeah. You know? Well, somebody did notice, and then he got his neck bitten off. That's true. That's true. <laughs> the thing, though, was she... So the original zombie that jumped onto the train, uh, she was in the midst of, of being... Like, her transition took a long time. Yeah. But then everybody else in the movie... They that would turn a into a zombie bit, like immediately yeah, after being I, I bitten. I did notice that too. They're, they didn't and, really play by their own rules. And then uh, uh, Sanghua, who was the dude that we the dick, the dude that no, the guy that we liked, the, oh, okay, the okay. big, the badass dude. He took a really long to- time too. Well, so it, the- it it left me wondering if maybe it was like uh, we've seen other movies like this before, where um, like maybe the transition kind of depends on your actual like will to survive. Maybe. You know what I mean? Because the guy, the dick, who was fighting everybody to say, when, when he, spoilers, but when he got infected towards the <coughs> end, he took a long time to change, too. And he was talking, and like yeah. and somebody actually brought it to his attention that he was changing, and he couldn't believe it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so... and But he had... In a in a much different way from the other badass dude, because that guy was just fighting and fighting and fighting, but he had a similar will to survive. The dickhead guy did. Because he was willing to put everybody else. That's true. I suppose. After him, he like, more in, in harm's way. Everybody else. Yeah. So I, maybe there's something to it like that. Maybe. You know, like where it's it's actually it actually has speaking to do with of, their personality. Speaking of being something to something, is did you notice that uh, at the end of the movie, um, the ma- the father I, I forget his name the father figure mm-hmm. he gets a call from somebody from his work. Now the father is a uh, he's a fund manager basically, yeah. and uh, he gets a call from somebody at his work named Kim, and they talk and and he's talking about how. The outbreak originated at the centerpiece of their company. Their master plan. Their yeah. master plan. And he's asking, is it my fault? And the main guy goes, it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. But in saying that, it's almost like he takes on a whole bunch of guilt himself. Mm-hmm. And then he immediately goes into a bathroom and literally starts washing blood off of his hands. Yeah. Did you notice that at all? Yeah. So, And it makes me wonder, because they don't explain it, but it makes me wonder, what was he involved in? And was whatever that was, was he to blame for this? Did well, they cover a, something up? Well, it, was did a, they, it was a biotech company. But did, did they, they cover something up, though, being a fund manager? Did they give um, funding to somebody to do something probably. that caused it? And so he's li- literally washing the blood off oh, of his hands, yeah. but he can't. Right. He stops because he can't get the blood off his hands. Yeah. And they don't really go any more into detail about that. But Just something I really that do think that's what into, that, kind of. I think that's what that was, yeah. yeah. I saw them, but that's a really cool way of hiding some sort of, you know, like hidden symbolism. Some kind of into, subtext, yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I you got much much else to say about I this movie? Should, I, I think we've said like, enough yeah, about we, it. Yeah, I don't um, want to give too much away. We've already said quite a bit, but it's uh, this one is on Netflix. Uh, Netflix, Netflix. So just gotta, immediately go watch it because it was awesome. Yeah. If um, just if if you cry during it. Like, let us know so that I don't feel like such a <laughs> such a loser. And if you don't, definitely let us know so he does feel like it's a, a loser. Touching, it is a touching movie. It is, there, is a, there is a lot, of, a lot of heart to it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a good way of saying it. And There's a lot when, of heart in this And then when movie. she sings the song at the end and, like, you She's know. She's a terrible singer, though. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> She's singing that. She's singing a Hawaiian song, though. Did you notice I that? I did. That? Aloha. Aloha. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm as bad a singer as she is. Um... No, but that I, I thought that you know she was singing that, and I was like, oh wow, she's finally singing for her dad and yeah. stuff. I was like, oh Jesus. yeah, the ending's really good too. Like, yeah. I, yeah, it's just it's anyway, just a, yeah. Like let's not say too much yeah. else about it. Go, it's on Netflix. Train to Busan, an Go amazingly watch it. well really good. crafted movie. Absolutely. So, um, well, that'll pretty much do it for our zombie episode, fellas. Nope, I have one more. What? 
No, I don't. <laughs> uh, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Horror Amino, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on the Twitters at at the Buzzed Kill PC, and you can also find us and what we're talking about at the Buzzkill Podcast. Tumblr.com. Well, that was good. That was, that was, like that really, wasn't that was a nice one. Uh, if, if you're looking for J-Raj, you can find them on social media at Ocean Recording. And also go to www.oceanrecordingstudio.com. Send me your podcast. Have you got a podcast? Send it to me. I'll mix it for you. Mix it down, baby. And be like, what's up? And if he'll you make, got, he'll and make if, you sound good. And if you got some country lyrics and you want a snappy tune, send them over to j Rodge <laughs> and he'll fucking put one together for you. Apparently there's bluegrass going on over here. Well, yeah. I think that's it, fellas. Uh, well, before we go, what? James. Yeah? Can you... Maybe zombie monkey me out another beer out of that cooler. <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> uh, you thought I was going to let you get away with this, but nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. That'll do it. Had a good time. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Adios.